You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. Welcome, guys. Let's go. So was that recorded well enough? Yeah. What did you think? Is that the guy from the Ford commercials? Yes. Literally. (laughs) Like no joke. That was good. That was good. How, How much did you pay him? You would be surprised how affordable. <laughs> yeah, um, how affordable. Yeah. <laughs> Bottle of bland. I think it. I think it depends on who. Like, are you? We're not Ford, right? So, oh, I think yeah. if you're doing like Ford on a commercial, I think the price. Yeah, he's like, how many people are going to listen to it? Okay. Yeah, like six. Oh, okay. Dollar yeah. <laughs> <Five laughs> person. Five yeah. Our parents <laughs> and fa- our wives, and <laughs> he does a pro bono. <laughs> this episode's been a long time coming because we've been trying to get Zach Harris on the show. Ever since we started, yes, yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm I'm a popular it took, guy. It took until episode <laughs> 99 for him to join the show. He just how wanted to make sure we got that far. How does yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> gotta make sure it's worth my time. We're syndicated <laughs> at this point, so we're good. How how does it how does it make you feel though to be 99 and not episode 100? You know what? I don't know. I, you know, I was going to try to think of something clever to say, but it, it just didn't or like, happen. Or remember being at the shop and going, hey, like Landon and Zach, like they're starting a cool podcast. Like, man, you should be on it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, busy guy. Well, one day. Busy guy. <laughs> Not tying flies. Hey, man. Ever. No, because we're going to talk about your fly fishing retirement later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, re- you retired, and we're kind of curious about the mentality there and what's what's going on and what would make someone retire and then pull a Tom Brady and then come out of retirement. Are you right. are you asking me now? Or no, 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 no. This this okay. is called the teaser. Yeah, ah, okay. We get people excited, being like, "Oh, I got to find out why yeah. he, gotcha. what, what happened." Yeah, yeah. You're gonna your your views are gonna drop. Your listens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really cares about why he stopped fishing in fly time. So. Yeah, people don't even know who I am. So, uh, yes. No, you stay off the radar. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. No more anything. I'm just. Social media is like the last thing on my list now. It's you know, it's, it's kind of a toxic thing. If you think about it. It is, especially once you get into a niche like within social media. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. man, it's it's not good for your mental health. You know. No. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. I think that's good. We'll t- we'll definitely talk about this. So I haven't posted that Beto picture. <laughs> oh. oh gosh okay what are we drinking tonight boys summer of mixing, summer of mixing. yeah so i have uh we have made some mint juleps tonight and actually guys this is my first mint julep is that really what this is yeah because i was gonna make a joke about Drinking mint juleps, thinking that that's it, this was just some random drink. I didn't realize that's what it actually. I know. I can't make your joke. Well, Go ahead. I, it it was one of those like in the moment things. I was gonna. What are you gonna say? say? Oh, we were drinking mint juleps over here. I didn't think we were actually drinking mint juleps. <laughs> 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 no, we're li- we're literally drinking mint. Juleps. So okay. we we went away from straight bourbon whiskey <clears throat> for the summer for the summer of mixing where we do mixed drinks all summer long. All summer long. 
Yeah. It's like a frat house in here. Yeah. Just a bunch of alcohol. It's not punch. <laughs> <laughs> not trash can punch. So how do you make a mint julep? Mint julep is pretty easy, actually. It has less ingredients than I thought. It is just half an ounce or quarter to half an ounce of simple syrup, uh, two ounces of bourbon, about eight sprigs of mint. So you take the mint, you take your simple syrup, throw it in the bottom of a uh, glass, you muddle it, get it all nice and bruised up. Then you pour two ounces of bourbon. Then you top it with as much crushed ice as you can. You mix it until the glass starts to get a little frosty on the outside. Then you load it with more ice and a, uh, a little sprig of mint. But it said you smack it on the back of your palm to, uh, to get kind of bruised and kind of release those oils. That way you're kind of smelling the fragrance of the mint as you're drinking as well. Did you wash your hands when you made ours? I did. Okay. With my pee. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah. first one you made though was with the satol. Well, for just us, for you, yeah. For okay. us, it was the um, what is it? Seventeen ninety two. Okay, you were killing the seventeen. I was killing it. I'm not a fan of it. I had that bottle. I had about okay a third of the bottle and left. That, that was just the regular seventeen ninety two. It was just regular small batch. Okay, seventeen ninety two. So I killed that for R three, and then I gave you the option of either Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. or that Texas Desert Door Satol. Okay, and you wanted to go with the Satol, which it's still it was it was different. It yeah. had a funk to it because it does. It's like that. It is like a mezcal tequila bourbon all fused in one. Yeah, and um, in an old fashioned, it's great. Yeah. You know, I think I didn't try it, but I think had we added lime to kind of bring out that kind of mezcal tequila kind of essence of it, it might have been a little bit better. Um, it still reminds me of the coast. Zach, what did you think? Because you smelt it. Smell like when you're driving to Corpus and you stop for gas first time once you get into town. That yeah. first big whiff you get, like humidity, was in that bottle. I almost heard those seagulls <laughs> cawing in the distance. Like that's that smell. I like the mint julep. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and they are. It's definitely a summer mixed drink. It's supposed yeah. to be really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, something you could sit on your back porch on a hot summer day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm on my second one with the bourbon, the Buffalo Trace. And between the two, this is holding the Buffalo Trace. So, and maybe just because I'm jumping from such a smoky, uh, uh, you know, a smoky tasting mezcal to, to this, it was that, you know, you got the sweetness, you have the mint, and then you have that like sweet cherry from, from the Buffalo Trace. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. So you do like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have made another one before we sat down and started recording. We think I told you. I like it. I mean, it's good. You know, you were describing how you make it earlier, and all I could think in my head was, when I make my drinks, all you hear is a and that's it. <laughs> that was <laughs> pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I've never do that again. Never, yeah. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you're right. Hey, it's, it's summer mixing. You know, we got it's a little more effort this 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 summer. That was good. It's good. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I I'm it on again. my third sip, so. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we compare it to a mojito next time. Yeah, but that'd mojito be fair. has a couple extra other ingredients, and it's rum instead of bourbon. <sighs> yeah, I think they're both they're, they're both be good. They're gonna be very similar, but they're both gonna be pretty good. I got a good rum to bring. Okay, nice. Oh, you know, you you said you have a good rum. Well, I, I got stuff. I got stuff. I what gotta doesn't open. Gabe have? Maybe I got stuff. I got on that list. I got to open. It's like El present something. I don't know. I got to bring it. I got to open it. <clears throat> gotcha. I've had it. I got the one from my that birthday that I'm allowed to talk about. 
yeah. yes, that birthday. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently that rum is good. That rum is very good. <laughs> <laughs> that rum goes down. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Zach, will you talk us about your, you just recently went on a trip. Yeah, so I took my annual summer trip where I go visit my dad for a bit up in Tennessee. Uh, I was telling the guys, this is probably the first summer, or the first year, in probably five or six years, where I did not go fish the Smokies. So I will not be catching any Smoky Mountain trout this year. Um, which I try to do just because, like, that was the first place I caught a trout, first place I caught a fish on the fly. And so it's kind of like a little homecoming for me. But was it rough because you were so close? Uh, I mean, like we're four hours away. But we, my dad, he likes to like he likes to just go, 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 yeah. and we just did not have a second to stop. So we. Um, That's good. That would drive me nuts. I'm like, what are we yeah. doing? What are we eating dinner? Yeah. So no, we didn't go. do that. Um, he's got some nice smally creeks around him. Yeah. But and I brought my stuff. I just never had a chance to get away and do it. Um, and you brought your rare rod. I did. Do you know what that is? I know the rare. R E Y R? No. Yeah. No. I know what favorite rods are. No. It's like that. So Zach rare. one explained to Zach two <laughs> what this rod so is. So it's a rod that is super com- collapsible, right? And it's, it's tele- a fly rod. It's a fly rod. Telescoping has a uh, yes. real. No. Not Tinkara. It, it has a reel. It has line. Glad it's um, not <laughs> But the way it works is they have they have engineered. Oh, so it's Tinkara rod. <laughs> they have engineered a line with scientific angler, and it they have a hole maybe four inches up from the re- from the reel seat, and it goes through the blank, and it goes through <laughs> the whole blank. Yeah, excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> How does it cast? Uh, you can't shoot it. No, so, no, no. So it's a tinker. You, you can't. <laughs> no, no. You can't double haul, but okay. you can shoot it. Um, it's uh, it's like a medium action. It's actually not bad. And the fact that like I keep it in my car almost all the time, except for right now. Um, but it literally is about that long, and it has the fly on it the whole time. So I can lit- like I can be ready to fish. In about thirty seconds. Are you so, embarrassed anytime you pull it out and I go fishing be. with it? No, I'm never embarrassed. <laughs> I'm never embarrassed anytime I pull anything out. So we're good. Okay. <laughs> nice. 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 <laughs> so and that's how he met his wife. <laughs> <laughs> you said you can shoot. How does I mean knots through is it a guide at the end or does it just like come out of the tip of the rod? So because it's telescoping, the whole thing is hollow. Right. It has that hole where it goes through. Right. Um so you just you know, as you get enough Force, you can just shoot a little bit of line at a time. Right. But, uh, but your knots, though, like what if you're really in a fish, like a bruiser? I've never got anything bigger than like. For where you're at, right. that's. Yeah, perfect. I would not. I would not. Yeah. Go. And so, again, it is not my favorite rod. It is not the best rod to cast. It's not like it is not the best rod to cast at all. But the fact that I can fit it in my backpack. Yeah, that's cool. When we go, like I can bring it. And like <laughs> this trip. With my dad, I know my dad likes to go, go, go. And so, like, I can stick that in the door panel of the car. Yeah. And if he has 30, 30 minutes where he wants to go, you know, check out a car show or something, and there's a pond, I can hop out, fish yeah. it real quick, hop back in, I'm good to go. That's pretty cool. I so mean, that's the only reason why I got it. And yeah. to be honest, Kendall got it for me for my birthday, and I wanted one. Um, but also, I like trying new technology and just seeing how things We need to make out. a video on that rod. Like, yeah, nobody does. This. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool, though, keeping it in the truck. Like, I've always wanted... 
well, maybe not so much here recently, but I used to always want to have a rod that I kept in the truck. Yeah. Just and I, but I never wanted to put like my my TFOs or anything in there. Yeah, or like have like a reel and everything. So yeah. it's like literally, I got a couple flies on my visor. I got one fly that's always attached to it, so I can just take it out, be ready to go. So it's it's convenient in that sense. That's cool. That's cool. Do you do anything else cool on the trip? Uh, so yeah, so my dad has a truck called the Little Red Express truck. So yeah, I know what. Do you those know what they are? are? Yeah, oh. my mom's obsessed with. Dude, those they're things. sick. Yeah. So they are. They're made for two years, from seventy eight to seventy nine. Yep. They made two thousand of them in seventy eight. They made five thousand of them in seventy nine, and they were the fastest production car made at that time. They could actually beat a Mustang, Camaro, Corvette at the time. Yes, that's it right there. Right. So the thing is, in the late seventies, the gas crisis was kind of coming to a point, right? And um, so cars were going more towards efficient and less about power right however and in fact the epa actually came out with a ruling that said unless your car weighed over six thousand pounds you had to hit a certain miles per gallon okay and so what dodge did is that for those two years they made this little red express right so they um they put these two huge pipe exhausts coming out of it. They made it solid steel. They And then when it's loaded with dirt in the bed and with two grown adult men, it crosses 6,000 pounds. So they were allowed to make it. And um, at the time, like I said, it was the fastest production car. It had like a 060, I don't know what. But <clears throat> they were they're really cool. They have like these solid wood uh, panels along their door, solid wood uh, bed on their truck. Uh, and they are all the same color red. Uh, so my dad's part of this organization, this club for Little Red Express owners. And we go down. <laughs> it is just I and the Buffalo Trace. <laughs> I told Landon, like, Wait, hey, do, do, like do like, like half and half. And Landon's like, I got this. And he put like a little pour of, of simple syrup and like, no, no, no. All, like two shots. The shot glass up there, you do half a shot glass of simple syrup and two shots. Too late. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to disrupt the podcast. No, yeah. oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be feeling good towards the end. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, so the um, red trucks. They you got the two guys in. They can make this truck. Yeah. So we went down to um, to Alexander City, Alabama, which has the Muscle Car Museum, and it is. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, Wellborn. His name is Til- Tim Wellborn. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of money with a cabinet industry. And he also loves muscle cars. Okay. And he's kind of had this mentality of he'll buy a muscle car right before the market hits it and then, or he'll hold on to it for a while and then he'll f- like sell it, Flip it. Okay. and he'll sell it for like 10 times what he paid. Got it. Um, and he just loves muscle cars, specifically Dodge muscle cars. Mm-hmm. So this truck, even though it's not a true muscle car, it kind of is. Like it could beat most muscle cars on the line Got it. Uh, when it was made. And wow. so... Uh, 20 people brought their trucks to Alex City, which is not a huge city at all. We all parked them out in front of this muscle car museum. He gave us a free tour or like a, an actual like closed the museum and gave us all a tour of his thing. No joke. Yeah, and he has like Roadrunners. Uh, he has like Daytona with the wing chargers. Wow, yeah, that's he, cool. he has like Boss, uh, Mustang Boss, like 352s and just like, Million dollar muscle cars mm. and like cars, there's like one up in the world, so it was really cool. Um, 
So we did that, and then we ate dinner there, and, like, they made, like, a homemade, like, fried chicken dinner. We're in Alabama. You know, that's what everybody eats. And um, that was kind of, like, the bulk of our trip. We were there for, like, five days, just kind of, like, hanging out. And then went back to Tennessee, and he has this camper that he bought a couple years ago, and he is at a point now where he can't really, like, he doesn't, like, he has a lot of things. Like, he ripped his tricep, and he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't got the surgery yet for it. And so he's like, I just can't camp like I used to. Yeah. And so he offered to sell it to me. So I was like, yeah, like Kindle and I would love it. So mm-hmm. it's a little pop-up. It's like an off-road package that it's, it only weighs like 700 pounds. That's cool. Yeah. So like pretty much any car can tow it. It has an AC built in. And so we spent a couple of days fixing it up. And then I, we drove it back. I went with him to see Top Gun with him and my stepmom. And... um yeah, that was it. That's what I did. Nice. So we we got back yesterday. I got a nice storage unit for it. And, um, yeah, I leave for California on Monday. Sweet. I saw Deep in the Heart, which we'll talk about a little bit more in the future. Oh, that's right. So you did see it. Yeah, and it was kind of cool because I surprised McKenna. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to take you to a movie. And But she's always like, well, am I going to be able to watch it? There's some concerns about certain types of movies, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yes, you'll be able to watch it. And she's like. And we're seeing men. Yeah, <laughs> and she thought we were going to see Buzz Lightyear when it all was like all said and done. She, I was because I gave her like a hint. And I was like, "It's a PG rated movie," um, and I kept giving her little hints, but she could never figure it out because she didn't know that it was a thing. Yeah, and so uh, we went and saw, it, and it was fantastic. And we are working on getting uh, people that worked on the film on this podcast, um, as well as on our other podcast field and streaming. So, um. That's in the works, but if you guys haven't seen Deep in the Heart, it is fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's a National Geographic-style film for Texas wildlife. It is made by Texans in Texas. Everything about it is Matthew McConaughey's The Voice. Everything about it is Texas. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered their um, coffee table book about it. Yeah, how much was that? $40, $45. That's not bad. I'm going to no, order it then. You should because most of those books are like $100. Yeah. I, it surprised me. I was like, oh, it's only 45 bucks. So, um, but yeah, it, so did you like the film? I liked it. I, mean, I know yeah. we'll talk about it more later, but um, I thought it was really well done. Yeah. And it kind of covers everything, especially being fly fishermen. It really treats our waterways and our hill country well, I think. Yeah. I also appreciate the fact, I think uh, wildlife documentaries can go hard anti-hunter. And I don't think, I think they gave, I don't think this film did that. I think this film like was very aware of the fact that conservation-minded hunters are the reason that many of the regulations we have in place today are are because of conservation-minded hunters. Even the script they said, they're like, yeah. the, this is because of... We have um, these animals because of conservation-minded hunters. Right. We're willing to accept regulations on times and things right. that they could... The only time it was negative about hunting was when it was talking about the wild trapping of the... Mountain, mountain lions, lions, and that's specifically because there's no regulation for it. Mm-hmm. If there was a, because they even the documentary calls for a regulated mm-hmm. season. It doesn't say no, no mountain lions should be killed at all. It says, you know, a regulation should be put into place. Agreed. And go from there, you know, because they have all these, you know, foot traps out there that no right. one ever checks, and any animal can get stuck in. Yada yada yada. Yeah, whether that's um, bears that are trying to rebuild their population or yeah. Whatever, so. No, but I, I was kind of concerned about that because it's very easy for wildlife documentaries to be like, the hunters are the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's not like that. I didn't feel that way at I, all. I did not feel that way, and I really appreciate 
the honesty and saying hunters are the reason that a lot of these animals are here because of their conservation efforts. Um, and then they talk about their concerns. It's a call for further conservation. Um, they give great organizations. Flatsworthy, Flatsworthy was on there. Um, a lot of great conservation organizations that you can volunteer with or donate with um, that were either involved with the film or have been involved in the wildlife that are included in the film. Overall, great film. I highly recommend it. Um, go see it. My favorites was the Ocelot. I don't know. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I just think Ocelots are sweet. Me too. Can look right at one point with the Ocelots, though. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, nature's no. nature. Nature's and, nature's and nature. And this film definitely shows that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the snakes and the, the bats. The snakes and the bats, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I think I need to watch this. Yes, you need to watch it. It's good. It's just a good nature documentary. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey is the But, like, you know, National Geographic or, like, BBC Earth or whatever, like, they come out all the time, right? But I'm never, like, excited to see one. Like, I'll watch one occasionally. But this one, I was like, Texas, I'm in. Everything about it is Texas. So, uh, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So, let's get into our articles. I have two, so I'll go first, and then I'll let you guys circle, and then I'll finish us off. Uh So, the first one we are going to do is uh, conservation. Oh, I framed animals before. I framed a raccoon for opening a Christmas present, and I framed a bear for eating out of the garbage. (laughs) You guys got to warn me on this (laughs) stuff, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't know if I was allowed to laugh. Uh, so you guys remember how we had, uh, Benny Blanco on the podcast for yeah. Senate bill 2508. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, uh, Senate appropriations bill for funding that was going to undo a lot of conservation work in Florida for the Everglades. Uh, on June 10th, uh, governor DeSantis vetoes Senate bill 2508. And so, uh, that it bill effectively killed it effectively killed the bill. it is a 100% conservation success story of a Senate appropriations bill that was snuck into, what's the best way to explain this? Because because it's a Senate appropriations bill, the changes are snuck into funding, and they don't necessarily need, they can kind of sneak it in, basically. An amendment that can't be necessarily argued or taken out. And if you argue against it while you're arguing against funding for the state, right? And so um, they caught wind that this was a thing. And if you guys want to know about it, um, go back and listen to our episode with Benny Blanco. He's a Florida guide. He's got a a TV show. Benny is the nicest guy, but he is fighting hard for conservation in Florida. And what they're doing in Florida, we need to take notes about in Texas. Um, So the article says... um, the governor officially axed the bad water proposal Wednesday in Fort Myers, but the roads, uh, but the road to the bill's demise started long before in this moment. It started almost immediately after the bill was introduced back in February. This historic culmination is a result of tens of thousands of individuals taking seemingly small actions to create a massive force of opposition um, against a political scheme. Those invid- individuals defying the corruption every step of the way. It is a result of one, and it's a result of many. It's a reminder of the power we have as individuals to influence change because this precedent-setting set, moment would have never happened without every single person that did their part, no matter how big or small. Um, 
And I'm not going to go into the details of the Senate bill. The, the big win here is that it's killed, it's done, and it's because of people writing to the senators. It's because, uh, because uh, writing to their state senators in Florida. It's because of the captains all getting together and taking a stand on Florida's, uh, at Florida's capital, parking their boats on the lawn, yeah. and making a statement. And it's proof that uh, conservation, you know, no matter how small and no matter what you can do, like doing things like this is important. Right. Yeah. Every 100%. phone call matters. Every time you show up or sign a petition, it matters. And this kind of goes back to the conversation we ended on in our last last podcast was um, talking about. And I don't know if I want to get into that whole conversation again, but um, talking about. Does grassroots conservation efforts make a difference and i think that this proves that they do yeah i think with enough people they do with enough people that's the thing but like if you're just one person contact well i i, I don't want to be pessimistic right it helps every to- everything helps i think every yeah. little bit helps well i don't think it's but i don't also think you do just one thing and expect change well it also helps when you have a governor who is a Republican, who most Republicans, uh, I know our state senators, are not for public lands or for public conservation. Um, The people who are actually pushing this bill through were Republicans. Well, it's kind of weird because it doesn't follow, this bill doesn't follow partisan lines. Like the people that wanted this bill to pass are Republicans, but you have a governor who's a Republican who opposes the bill. Yeah, He went against. He went against. What his party in the... In the well, state was kind of pushing or his forward. party in the state went against him because that right. doesn't right. Aren't you supposed to like follow what you're the top down right? Technically, right? Yeah, the yeah. president's, for I example, the saying. president's policy is the if he's a Democrat is a Democrat's policy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it definitely helps you have a governor who has built his legacy on in Florida on protecting the Everglades. That's a big win right there. If right. you have the governor support, that helps. But then you have all of these captains in Florida getting together and making phone calls, going to Capitol Hill, being berated by you know committees of questions, telling them that they don't know what they're talking about, um, but that it can be done. So um, go back and listen to the episode with Benny if you want to find out more details about the actual specifics and what was going on with this bill. But just know that... This was a win, and that is exciting in conservation because conservation is – it feels difficult to get a win. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does. It feels difficult. Like what we cover on this podcast on Conservation Corner most of the time is not positive things. It's or issues. if it is, it's like it's a, it's a step in the right, the right direction. direction, not but not this, a true this is win. a finish line. It is done. It's finished. You know, it, win. it's a win. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So uh, that's what I have. If you guys, I'm going to give a shout out. Uh, this was really spearheaded by Captains for Clean Water, mm-hmm. which is a conservation group in Florida. Um, go and become a member because they are doing real conservation work for the things that we as fly fishermen and hunters love to do. And... Um, at some point in my life, one of my goals, but you were talking about bucket lists earlier, Zach, number two. Well, I said I was too young for bucket lists. Oh, yeah, you said you were too young for bucket <laughs> yeah. lists. 
But one of my bucket list things is I want to fish with Benny at some yeah. point. One hundred percent. So all right. No, that's awesome. Oh, I did forget to mention on my trip, yeah. I uh I dropped a full bottle of bourbon and broke it. Well what which <laughs> one? Company. Sixty dollars. Sixty dollar okay. bottle. Eh, all right. Eh. Litterer. That's okay. That's not a big deal. That's all right. It's yeah, good, did you though. pick up every piece of glass? <laughs> Try to. Every no. piece. No, I didn't, have any, <laughs> I didn't have any bread. You know how you do, you walk over it barefoot, you take your <laughs> shoes off and you walk. You get all See, that wasn't that. that definitely to me that's not as bad as having to listen to uh the the recent episode with Cassio listening about you guys drinking all of my Blanton's uh, store oh, pick. Yes. Store pick Blanton's. Yeah, I know. I wasn't there. I'm wiping my hands clean. <laughs> Cassio was there. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, I just forgot about it. You guys bring it up in that episode. I'm like, damn, you guys. Yeah. Jerks. We try not to. We try not to bring it up. Uh, speaking of Florida, Gabe has a Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. No fooling. All right. It's kind of like hold my beer. All right. You know what I'm saying? It's just Florida man. That's all it is. There's that Ford guy again, man. I swear. No, <laughs> that's, wood, under- that's Wood Tip Pickle Chip right wood there. Tip. Yeah, I don't know Wood Tip. Is. I don't know who that is. He hasn't called it in a while. No. Wood Tip, if you're listening. Let us know. Miss you, buddy. A Florida man thought a seven-foot alligator was a dog on a long leash. Then the alligator bit his leg. <laughs> what? Yeah, a Florida man was bitten by an alligator he thought was a dog while outside of a motel Tuesday morning. Reports say the man was walking outside a warm Mineral Springs motel in Northport when he saw a dark figure moving along the, the bushes. He thought it was a dog on a long leash, and he didn't move out of the way. Then the alligator bit his leg and ripped off a piece of his muscle tissue. Oof. The man found the deputy responding to a nearby call, which it makes sense. We're, we're, we're not even talking about hotels. We're talking about motels. And, uh, <laughs> and a deputy responding to a nearby call who called emergency personnel to take the man to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Did the alligator, like, clamp on and not let go? Yeah, or, I mean, I... Because isn't that what they're known for, right? Once they clamp on, it's the, like... The yeah, and they death roll. roll. Yeah, yeah. Roll. yeah. death roll. Uh, but, you know, I don't know, seven-foot seven foot alligator? Huh? It's, it's, Could have been a Great Dane. I mean, <laughs> army crawling. Or depending something? on, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't say how much meth this guy was on. Um, you know, to determine what it what it was. But uh, dude, absolutely crazy. A whole Did, herd of like, corgis. But, but what? Like those tails aren't thin. You know what I mean? Like if you thought it was a dog leash, like how? Have you ever seen a dog leash that thick? Carhartt makes one actually. Oh really? The, yeah. It's, it's a tail. Oh, here's a yeah, tail of a dog or a, with an alligator. Hundred <laughs> percent alligator. I thought it was a Louis Vuitton uh, alligator, uh, uh, you know, belt. Shoot, I don't know that. Uh, how do you? I mean, it, well, how what, what dark we do last was week? it? What we do last week? Somebody, another person, gets gored in Yellowstone by a bison. That's like, deserving. That's deserving. That's I mean, at least get out of the is car. Is this not? I mean, is this guy not deserving of getting bitten by an alligator if he thought it was a dog on a leash? Shoot, dude, you live in Florida. This is true. Maybe he thought it was an iguana. I don't know. Again, we don't know how much meth this guy was on. <laughs> Bath salts. Bath salts <laughs> could be a lot of things. Could've a lot Florida. of things. <laughs> could have had a bunch of mint and juleps. Whoa. I don't know what they drink down there. <laughs> in Where Florida? in Florida was this? Did it say just? The whole state. Uh, just the whole Yeah. Just, just pick, close your eyes, put your finger down. And <laughs> right, right at the tip. Right, yeah, right, right at the tip. Right at the tip. Um, let's see, where was it? Uh, now I just said in Northport. So let's see, where is Northport? That sounds like it's it's up, like Gulfside. 
Golf, golf side. side. Yeah. Golf North side. There's golf port. side and there's fishing side. Is that how you <laughs> is that how you break out Florida? Pretty much. Pretty much. There's <laughs> the, the nice side and then there's the golf side. <laughs> I mean uh, Yeah, that's about how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Northport, Florida. Why does it wanna it doesn't wanna go there? Nobody wants to go there. Oh there it, it is. Exist. It is golf side. Yeah, figures. Golf side, right? I don't by, think they have alligators on the other side, though. Anyway. It's by Inglewood, by Maybe. South Venice, by Port Charlotte. I think it's Venice. Was the guy's name Punta Gorda? Was the guy's name Patrick Mooney by any chance, or Nolan? Nolan? No, Leal? Nolan! <laughs> <laughs> Nolan! Shout out to Nolan! Congratulations on your recent wedding, bro! Finally, yeah. jeez. <laughs> Gosh, uh, we're talked about to, it for like two years. Uh, we're gonna have to hashtag him for this episode. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Yellowstone, have y'all seen all the flooding at Yellowstone National Park? Oh, absolutely yeah. crazy! Yeah, I know because Ken, Ken and I were there exact pretty much one year ago. It has washed out all of the roads. Yeah. to get in and out oh, of the bridges. Park. Washed we, out. We would have bridges. to cancel our trip if we were going this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's people that are stranded in that they're gonna have to fly out. Yeah. And then there's people that got out before the flooding destroyed the roads, and their gear and like trailers and like equipment is still stuck in. Yellowstone. But you can't get it out. You can't get it <coughs> no. out. Man, absolutely not. It's just it's cr- off. And it's because they had a crazy amount of snow this year, mm-hmm. right? So the snowpack yeah. was high. But then also with the record heat this year, this mu- this past week, yeah. it was melting things faster. And also I think they've had a lot of rain. Yeah. So it was a mixture of like everything that could possibly happen that would lead to this is just... Oh, man. But those I, roads I, I, being washed out the way they are is just brutal. It's going to take... A long time to repair. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be the there's park's going to be closed. of road where there's no way you can make another piece without gouging out a section of mountain. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a nuts. one. It is one road, and that yeah. is it. And there is no other way and to go around. And it completely washed out on those things. It's just the videos yeah. are Can we nuts. admit, though, how good this is going to be for the wildlife in the park? I guess if you want to get They're going to get a break. By Wolves? No, no, no. They're they're gonna get a break, man. All the tourists and everything, and all the pressure that that place gets all the time. What are we gonna talk about? No one's gonna get gored. I know. There's a yeah, slow there's season. Always, guys. There's <laughs> always <laughs> Florida. There's always Florida. <laughs> there's always Florida. <laughs> <laughs> man, somebody's gonna bring a bi- bison down there. I thought it was a purse walking, and it turned out to be a <laughs> bison that gored me. <laughs> Thought it was a purse I walking. Was, yeah. That's the first part of the story. That sounds like Florida. <laughs> well, when you hear, dude, thought it was a leash, a dog leash, That's and it was true. the guy's tail. Touche. Good Jeez. point. Good point. Zach, what is our creature for this week? So actually, I was going to talk about the Snallygaster. Oh no! But I might say that for next week. Oh no! Because if you guys don't know, Amarillo, the city of Amarillo, has oh, released a press this. release. Uh oh. They need help solving their mystery. So in the dark and early morning hours of May 21st. Are you not going to play your sound? Oh. Yeah, play your sound. Now I'm in the mood. Yeah. I'm in the okay, mood now. Okay, now I'm ready. My heart's in beating. Dark <laughs> in early morning hours. They saw a dog walked by a leash. <laughs> so, actually not far off. Uh, so uh, security cameras inside a perimeter fence at the Amarillo Zoo captured a strange image. Right. So, if you guys haven't seen this, I know it made the rounds. Yeah. It looks like a coyote man <coughs> walking on its hind legs. No, it looks like a furry walking on the other side, yes. It that looks like looks a coyote man walking on its hind legs. Do you know what a furry no, is? Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Like Let's see this one more time. That's not something I want to get into. 
<laughs> you know. <laughs> so it says, was it a person with a strange hat who likes to walk at night? A large coyote on its hind legs. A chupacabra. So it's a mystery that Amarillo wants its fellow citizens to help solve. So for right now, they're calling it a UAO, an unidentified oh, nice. Amarillo okay. object. Nice. So, uh, they're saying that it's actually in the spirit of fun, not curiosity. The city of Amarillo is letting the public offer ideas on the identity of the UAO. The video footage is not available. All we get is that bad photo. Did they bring up the other photo with the uh, hippo in the same spot? No, that was a San Antonio Zoo. Oh, I thought yeah, that was, that was a Photoshop uh, to like, oh, Amarillo's getting a lot of uh, press, so we're going to like snag on the back the of Amarillo. Photo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, San Antonio. And I've seen some other ones, too. Like Bart Simpson was there one time. and Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this entity was outside the Amarillo Zoo. was not actually in it, right? So it could have been anybody just messing yeah. around, knowing where the cameras were. Um, no animals or individuals were harmed, and there's been no signs of criminal activity or vandalism. Let's see this picture one more time. One more time. Okay, so that's the full yeah, picture. Yeah, right? Zach, too. What do you think? Well, full picture, and you know, at first I was gonna say, you know, when you take a picture at night and you know you use your flash and there's like a bug there that you didn't see and yeah. it's like super blurry. That's what I thought, but when yeah. you zoomed out, it definitely doesn't look like. No, that it literally looks like a cast member from the Broadway musical Cats. Yeah, and no, no, but when you zoom in, look at that. Sitting the face on the looks like a demon, like a demon face. Okay, well, so? that's, there's that's also people that see Jesus in their toast, so you true. can't really say that tonight. I see demon face, face in the cat. You th- it looks like somebody in a costume. I don't. It sounds know. like Amarillo needed some good press. They costumed somebody up and said, "Walk." Well, they in got front nothing of this else except for the sixty-four ounce. They've got to be sitting on something. <laughs> <laughs> they got a steak in this. <laughs> forgot about the steak. Yeah, see, see, I forgot go. about the steak. Yeah, they got a giant steak. Oh, Wolfman. Oh, good call. Maybe that's what the steaks are made out of. It's the Wolfman. Maybe he showed up. To that it. Maybe he tried to, you know, tried to go and you know, get a world record out of it, and then it was closed. You're like, actually, we don't serve wolves here. Yeah, sorry, sir. <laughs> sorry, sir. <laughs> You'd be cheating. With those canines, yeah, there's, you, you would get the goal, no problem. That's a hate crime now. He'd have to be invited in. You have to let him in now. No, no. They just pull out his teeth. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> you suck on that steak? Suck on that steak, sir. Got an hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, goats have no upper teeth. I'm sure that a wolf could suck down a steak with no teeth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll send that to the local zoologist and see if we don't get a random, like, you know, call back from a local game warden. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I have another article. This one's on patrol. Utah hunting guide faces felony charges for Donald Trump Jr.'s Big game hunt. Ooh. Okay, here we go. Court documents say guide Wade Lemon used a pile of grain, oil, and pastries to lure a bear that Trump Jr. then killed. Ooh, what pastries? The fall uh, Bear claws? Tiger claws. See, I was going to say honey buns. (laughs) 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 Nice. The following uh, Utah hunting guide Wade Lemon faces five years in state prison for the death of a Carbon County bear killed during a guided hunt on May 18th, 2018. Uh, Lemon, 
A well-known guy didn't pull the trigger. Donald Trump Jr. did, according to the Utah Department of Natural Resources. Trump Jr. is not named in the filing against Lemon, but the DNR confirmed his identity as the person named in the felony complaint as Lemon's client on the hunt. Prosecutors have indicated there was no evidence showing Trump Jr. would have known about the alleged baiting that went on during the hunt. So basically, a short recap. Donald Trump Jr. went on a hunt with a guide. The guide baited a bear, which is illegal. Donald Trump Jr. shot that said bear. Um, Donald Trump Jr. did not know that that bear was baited. Unknowingly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, without... Uh, without naming Trump Jr., Davis County Attorney Troy Rawlings said the hunter in the case was actually a victim and now a possible witness in a fraudulent scheme to lead the hunter to believe it was actually a legitimate Wild West hunting situation. Um, the charges against Lemon from the Trump Jr. hunt were filed just before the four-year statute of limitations expired. The DNR initially investigated allegations of illegal bear baiting on the hunt in 2018 um, and closed the case later that year. But in on September 3rd of 2020, um, they requested files on the closed investigation, and the DNR provided files on case dates further back, and they decided to reopen the case and denied the records request, stating the release would interfere with the now-open investigation. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Um, charging documents allege Lemon's outfitters illegally used bait on the bear shot by Trump Jr. According to the documents, a witness identified Lemon and his employees during the hunt in May 2018 and was able to identify Lemon over radio traffic, giving instructions to his employees. The illegal bait, a pile of grain, oil, and pastries, was discovered with a trail camera pointed right on it with WLH for Wade Lemon Hunting written on the side and with Lemon's own telephone number according to talk, according to court documents. The charging documents also include evidence from a subordinate confirming Lemon had him place the bait in the location several weeks before the hunt. So, um, basically, this dude baited a bear for a uh, hunt that he was guiding. He had a worker of his place the bait, and he is coming forward as a witness saying, yes, Lemon did tell me to place a bait pile for this hunt. Donald Trump Jr. shot the bear, although he was unaware that that bear had been baited. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. I I feel like one thing that survived, surprised me about this article is that he faces five years in a state prison for this. Yeah. What state what, is this? Um... <clears throat> Utah. Okay. I'm uh, surprised that the only person facing any charges is the guy, the owner of the company. Well, but it was unknowing. I, mean, I know, I, I know, I know. I'm just surprised because, like, you know, it's hammered into us. Like, you are responsible for anything you kill, right? Yeah, but if you didn't, if yeah. you didn't, you paid someone. Oh, no, I, right? I get it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just surprised that they're not, like, it's not at least part of it. You know what I mean? And the question on, like, cases like this is, like, neg who is negligent? Right. Was Donald Trump Jr. negligent? No. No. What do you, yeah, Was what the do you guy do? negligent? Yes. He intentionally. Right. He intentionally he, baited. Baited. Now, the, the question then becomes, when you went, did you smell, see, or, or you know, 
look at anything that would think that there's baiting going on in that area, yeah. and likely yeah. not. You know, some of these... Especially are, you're far enough away. Yeah, this seems like one of those trips where like, okay, we're going to go to this area, and you're literally going to sit right here, and it's going to come out and shoot. And, and well, you would have gone to the other side to know that there was a bunch of stuff that was dumped. Right. And it's just, I mean, baiting can be as simple as, we have a trail camera, we put up bait, uh, we can see when bears are passing by and where they're going to, and so yeah. it could have been a situation where... You know, they weren't even hunting over bait in that situation, but right. that bait had brought the bears to that area, and they know what their tendencies were right. in that area. For bear claws or honey um, buns. Or honey buns. we got to stop talking about those. They're going to stop at H-E-B on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> I can just, I can taste donuts. My mouth is watering. Oh, man, I did have the best donut I've ever had the other day. Was it a round rock donut? No. It was called, I don't know, I hear what it was called. It was good. Well, round, it, round rock donuts are the best donuts duck, ever. Duck donuts are pretty good. They okay. sprinkle bacon. Uh, look, look, okay, so, good. okay. Zach, two, what's your favorite donut place? My favorite donut favorite place. Favorite donut place. Y'all are, are going to agree with me. Go. You're not going to. I shouldn't even say it. Say it. No, say it. You're going to lose listeners Chip, because say, I say this. Are you going to say Krispy Kreme? H-E-B. Oh, yeah, no. Dude. Okay, no, uh, fresh ones, I agree. Fresh Dude. ones fresh, fresh ones are kind of good there. No, he's wrong. What are you talking fresh. about? Zach won. What do you got? You know what? This, the donut place I tried this past week, Parlor Donuts, is pretty good. Parlor? It's in Nashville. It's in Nashville? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And honestly. Is there a donut that's like claim the frame there? Or so their, their French toast one is their bestseller. That's okay. what I tried. Yeah. Um, I don't like. Super like if a donut has a lot of toppings, it can't be super heavy. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a French toast donut, so it had like all this stuff on top. But the donut itself was like super light and airy, and it was just like it was the perfect balance, you know. Because like I like duck donut, yeah. but sometimes their donuts can be yeah. really well, they're, thick. Yeah. Well, they're cake donuts. They are, yeah. and I love a cake donut. Okay. I like a cake donut that's like either like one topping or like blueberry. You know. Okay. Yeah, I like Kruglers yeah. too. Round Rock Donuts. Landon? Yeah. 100%. I'm not going to say or deny that I have gone to uh, to Living Waters just to go grab a couple of donuts. Yeah, <laughs> Round Rock? Really? Yeah, they a couple always of free donuts. Is that what you say there. is Round Rock is, is the best, too? Uh, no. No, I'm not going to say Round Rock is the best. But they have their donuts are yellow, but yeah, they're just a traditional no, donut. And they make the big one, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But traditional donut, but it has a weird color. It's a weird color. But it is. It, so they, they are good. They are, they Like, you have one, you're like... Okay, I'll have I would. One. I like them so much. I'd drive to Round Rock tomorrow just to get some Round Rock donuts. Like drive really? to Round Rock, yeah. come home. Wow. Just, it's. I can't. I, I'm with yeah. Landon. Like if I'm in the area, like I, I'm gonna stop by and and grab a dozen. What was the the big donut place that was um, downtown San Antonio in Tordis? Or I thought it was like Lou Ann or something like or Lulu's. No, they had the cinnamon rolls. I've cinnamon eaten, rolls. That's right. I've eaten those. Yeah. Lulu's. Yeah. Lulu's. Yeah. Are they good? They're amazing. They are, yeah, they were like good. Fifty pounds. Though. Yeah, there the was a there was another restaurant downtown called like Jailhouse or something that had them, uh-huh. and that was the place. And then when they closed, then Lulu's was the place to go. And I I think they might have had the same owners or whatever. But yeah, yeah you're talking you're talking about a dinner plate yeah. with a four inch tall, five inch tall yeah. uh, cinnamon roll. With glaze and everything, I mean, it was like two pounds. Yeah, it was something. It was, it was, it was, it was good. It, it was, was good. Front for donuts. For donuts, I do like Shipley's. That's my go-to. Mm-hmm. But um, the the uh, the donut shop on Fredericksburg, it is a Mexican restaurant that's that has Mexican I don't food. Know if I've been there, and it's they have Mexican food on one side, and then they have a little walk-up donut shop next to it. Like it's it's like the kitchen. And you just stand in the line, and then you just go to this other line, and they have like a little Shipley setup 
with donuts and they do have like your you know the lucky charms donuts they have that the regular donuts are fantastic but to get a breakfast taco coffee and a donut all day long the donut shop have you guys have you been to snowflakes uh snowflakes. yeah snowflakes is okay yeah, yeah it's not bad where's that at uh in bernie mainly yeah oh. Okay. And, where it started. and of course, if you're driving around, I am impartial to uh, donut palaces. Any podunk Texas town is going to have a donut palace. Yeah. And anytime that they have a saran wrap biscuit, and they're like, "Do you want it warm?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure." And they just throw that, they like throw it into the microwave, slam the door, boop, 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 two minutes. Okay, boom. Here's your warm donut yeah. that you or your warm breakfast sandwich in cellophane. What do you guys think about Krispy Kreme? Overrated. <sighs> yeah, overrated. They're too overrated. sweet for me. Overrated. Yes, they are too sweet. I don't like them for breakfast. However, one every now and then, like I have to be wanting a yeah. Krispy Kreme Fair enough. donut. You know yeah. I, mean? I can see that. I won't go buy them, but if they were sitting on this table, I won't stop eating That's them. That's actually a great point. I will never go to Krispy Kreme for right. myself. But, but have you had a Krispy Kreme donut like the freebie that you get when yeah. they're like hot first, off the dude? That's a ready? gimmick to get you in. I know, the store. but it works. Yeah, no, no but those hot donuts. Yeah, the free ones. Like sometimes you're like, I don't know what to get. And they're like, oh, here, here, try a free sample, and it's like warm, burning your hand, and you eat it. And like, it's a different recipe from the rest oh, of them. Probably that way it tricks you. Find the rest. Probably. Have you guys ever dressed like a pirate to go get your free dozen donuts? What on? No, earth? not like I would dress up like a cow to go to Chick Fil A. I have dressed up like a pirate to get my free dozen donuts. Wait, where's this at? Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Have you dressed up as a pirate? You on get Pirate Day. Yeah. On oh. talk like a pirate oh, okay. day, you okay. dress up like a pirate. You go in and you say, "Ar, give me a twelve pack of donuts, and I'll give you a free twelve pack." I thought this was any day. I was gonna say, "Let's go tomorrow." Well, actually, technically, you could go any day, but you'd have to, you know, probably show up with a gun or something around <laughs> <laughs> the place. Yeah, they have a real oh, pirate store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a real hook. <laughs> show up on a non-pirate yeah, day, dress as a real pirate, exactly. and your parrot goes, "Give me the donuts." Give me, give me the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the one that surprised me was when Dunkin' Donuts opened, we had a lot more, like, rolling up everywhere. I really thought, like, oh, man, I'm going to like this place. Their donuts are horrible. But I, but their coffee's so good. And a buddy of really? mine. Who's coffee? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts coffee is fantastic. But coffee? their donuts are terrible. Yeah. And as my buddy says, they don't need to have good donuts. Because once you have a good coffee, you're like, oh, I'll have a crappy donut you know, to I go with it. I think their coffee was all that great. Well, well. So compared to Shipley's, to me again, all day Shipley's coffee is delicious. Okay, but you but need to go go to the Valero uh, on on Vance Jackson the sixteen oh four. I don't know what chain it is. Okay, get their Texas pecan coffee. Okay, I agree. They that all is have the it. best that coffee. The, yeah, in Texas. Thing. I don't. Eat, I can't even explain. I like good coffee at home. Well, you've never tried. You've never coffee. tried this one. You go push the button. <laughs> it's like it like grinds it there. Really? Speaking yes. of coffee. We have a company sending us coffee. Hell yeah! That we'll review on the podcast. Ooh. And I was thinking maybe we do a nice. Do what? Do a morning? No, podcast? do an evening podcast. Oh, but do like the. Uh, <laughs> I don't got. I don't got work we tomorrow. Could, so. We could try some uh, <laughs> coffee mixed drinks. Ooh. Like ooh yeah yeah with their coffee. Yeah yeah. What's it? But what's, the, what's well, the big coffee drink? Uh, well, there's. Nitro brews, and then there's you know what's the big I coffee? Think he's asking like coffee alcohol, mixed drink. Oh yeah. well, there's like Kahlua, Kahlua, Kahlua. and coffee. Yeah. Oh, but I can I'm, pro- I'm Irish coffee. I am positive Irish, Irish coffee, coffee. but I'm positive way. I I can find a bottle of the Buffalo Trace cream 
which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, done. Okay, yeah, when right. it sends it in, we're going to have a coffee. They're mailing it to me. Good. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, here's as, an, as we speak? Yeah, yeah, they're getting in the mail. Probably not right now. It's By our next podcast. At 30. I'm jacked up. Well, it does Zach's not. He's off on, on summer vacay, and yeah, I, exactly, my, yeah. my vacation starts today. Well, I'm gonna check in a couple of times before yeah. Monday. Just but. let me know. That'll be the day I bring my camper over and pop it up in Landon's front yard, <laughs> and just you know, drink hard, and then you crash. Yeah, that's I right. Think, okay, we do need to go to the donut donut shop. I think you guys would let's like just it. Uh, well, let's just go to Round Rock. Get our donuts, fish the non shitty Let's part go of on Rushy Monday. Creek, and then go. Oh, no, don't go on Monday. This is been over. Zach, <laughs> Zach and I are probably going to be there on Monday, too. We'll take a picture for you. Yeah, we'll bring you okay. back a dozen so when you come back a week later, you can just put it in the there microwave. Have a crusty dozen donuts. Yeah, put it in the microwave. Put it, yeah, put it, no, put it in the microwave for like 10 seconds. They always kind of kick back. Yeah, I, I dip <laughs> my coffee in, or I dip my Oh, my yeah, in, that's so. pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. Rehydrates it. Yeah. All right. Zach. Harris, Zach two, Zach squared, whatever we're calling you. Zach with a K. Uh, Zach, Zach with a K. Zach one. Ooh, nice. Zach no. Oh. Ooh, this yes. is like an alpha beta thing. Are we gonna watch this like roll down? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong Most with your mic? The alpha. No. <laughs> Zach, how did you get into fly fishing? Um. Well, I wanted to be cooler than everybody else. That's really <laughs> what it comes down to. <laughs> I yes. don't know, man. Honestly, I bought my first fly rod when I was in high school. Okay. Okay. Absolutely sucked at it. Pierced my nose twice. It, it, I couldn't figure out the casting thing. I Wait, broke like the you, sound barrier a lot. You pierced it intentionally? No, or? with a hopper. Okay. Because yeah. knowing you, like, I could see you piercing your nose. Yeah. I was like, your nose isn't that big? No, no, no. <laughs> with a hopper. Like, <laughs> okay. Learning to cast with no teacher, except for, you remember Greg? Yeah, 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 yeah. Greg, yeah. Greg taught yeah. me some things. But yeah, I hit my nose, my face several times with a hopper pattern. Wasn't that fun? Kind of, kind of sucked at it. And then I met, um, I met a guy at work. I don't know, probably seven, eight years ago. I don't know. It's probably longer than that now. Um, I won't mention names, not because of any, any, you know, what's the word? Bad issue, uh, bad blood. No issues or whatsoever. I just, you know, I don't want to name drop or anything. I don't know if nobody listens to this show anyway. <laughs> That's it's true. not like they're gonna hear it. Anyway, met a good guy. A write, good it, guy. write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> met a good guy. He taught me a lot. Um, convinced me to buy my buy an eight weight for the first time, and then we went out to Bernie Lake, and I caught a bass, and it was that was it. That was absolutely it. Um, and then you've been doing it ever since until your recent COVID retirement. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did. I don't want to say I exclusively fly fish because I would fish like tournaments and stuff still with mm-hmm. some friends, and we used bait casters because yeah. I wanted to catch fish. So um, <laughs> oh. it was for money, man. Come on, come on. You can't fish you sixty money? feet of water. No, no. <laughs> you could have done a fly. Yeah, yeah. same result. Yeah, uh, right. couldn't have been any worse. <laughs> but yeah, I completely like my life revolved around fly fishing and fly tying for a long time and fly yeah. tying almost more like i feel like you yeah. tied yeah that's constantly. the thing in the, in this sport hobby lifestyle whatever you've got two different people you've got fly fishermen you've got fly tires you can't be both it just doesn't work that way you you're one or the other um fly fishermen spend more time on the water fly tires spend more time behind the vice and i guess i fell into the fly tire thing like big time that was my. That was where I was at. Yeah. I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna say, Zach, you are probably the best fly tire 
I know. Come on now. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I'd agree. No. Yeah. Come on. Well, let's see they what haven't really seen me fly time. <laughs> let's, let, let, Gabe, what do you think? I tried my best to help Zach with any questions that he had when he came into the shop. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. This is coming from, oh, that looks like shit. Throw it away. I did hurt his feelings a lot <laughs> when he started tying. But there was, a, there was a moment, right, where did, did Zach exceed you? No. No. <laughs> no. You guys are too Or is there a moment where you're like, oh, this kid's got something? No, there there was a moment where, you know, when he started the Instagram page and started seeing stuff that I knew like he could do and seeing seeing the stuff, um, seeing the creativity, seeing like just the workmanship on it, it was like, cool. I mean again, this is like Wow. To go from from where he started to like to just seeing where where he went. In, in a short amount of time was just really cool to, to see, you know, and, and, but he reminded me a lot of myself when I started fly fishing and fly tying where you're soaking up a lot of information, you know, you're, you're like, Oh, this is cool. How would you do that? You know, and, and reading everything and watching videos and doing all this stuff. So, you know, this, to see that, to see that go around was like really cool to see, really cool to be a part of, to see that, that aspect of it. So thank you for sharing that. But yeah. it was always a, a pretty cool thing, and you know conversations but, coming. But in you talking. won't admit that the Padawan has has passed the teacher. No, 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 never. One day, I mean, I can't tie intruders. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, just like the time and and effort on on some of the stuff that he has on his, I, on his page. I will you're s- like hell yeah. I would I would say that like your consistency with flies. And the amount of intricate care. So here's the thing about that. Yeah. You're looking at social media, and that's... that's Yeah, but I've watched you tie. That's true, I guess. I think you're just trying to be nice. And yes, you take good pictures of your flies, but also, like, I've watched you tie, and the care that you take into your flies, and the perfection that you put into them is impressive. It's called ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) And hyper-focusing. Hyper-focusing. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, The thing about what I was, I guess, aiming at with the social media there, what I was trying to get across was you, you might, you might get an idea. I'm sure you guys do too. You don't know, like I had a burn pile, a jar. I had tied a fly and if it wasn't good enough, went into that jar. That wasn't an Instagram fly. I tied for Instagram and I think that's why I stopped tying Altogether, it's because of Instagram. Because it's not right. those the stuff you were tying are not stuff that you're gonna crank out a dozen in an hour. No, no. you're gonna spend hours on. Uh, one hours. No, but some of your the articulated work and even even yeah. doing a lot of like the uh, the ar- the articulated deer hair stuff, like cutting that and trimming that, and mm. you know knowing that if you well, slip on your scissors, you're screwed up that front part of the fly. We know. I mean, I know that. How either how much time it takes or how many flies you have to tie to get that one that's great. And I know how much time you put in as a fly tire. I think the the thing with social media is is that you post a picture of a fly that looks beautiful, but they don't see that that fly took twenty hours. Yeah. Either of multiple flies that you tied before that, or practice that you had to put right. in, or whatever. And I'm saying that you're a fantastic fly tire, but I also know that you've put the time in and that's what's missing on social media is that someone's going to see your picture, but they're not going to be able to sit down and tie that fly. Like you tied it and put a picture on social media. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
Is your so is your Instagram still up? Still active? It's still up. I don't post. I haven't posted yeah. anything no, in like no, two no. years. Yeah. Uh, but it's still there. Go look at it. I've taken a lot of my like fish pictures off just because really? they're not necessary anymore. But I don't want. I can't find my. I can't like come to delete the flies. You know, it's like my portfolio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a little but, bit of art. So so talk about social media. Uh. It, let's talk about your retirement. Do you pre- retire? Yeah. Let's just get into it. Let's let's just get into it. You pretty much like I was talking to somebody like, oh, dude, Zach's not like fishing at all. Like he's giving it up. What led you to that moment? Because I think most people are like, oh, this is a lifetime hobby. We talk to people that are like so on fire for fly fishing and like all about it, and like that's all they want to do. But there's obviously something that you loved. Great fly tire, great fly fisherman, volunteers with nonprofits in fly fishing, works at a fishing store, but then just all of a sudden decides, I'm not going to do this, at least for a while. Or um, What led up to that? Yeah, or was, was the, it even a conscious, conscious decision of like, I don't want to fly fish anymore? Or was it just like, oh, I'm not doing it as much anymore? I don't. So, know. one of the big things, and this. There's nothing negative about this to anybody that's listening that started fly fishing or fishing or any outdoors thing within the past couple of years. Um, but with COVID, people were trapped. They couldn't do anything, right? Not work in a fishing store. So I saw how many people were entering into the sport. In our waters, you guys have to admit, like the quad for trout was already overloaded with fishermen. Yeah. Uh, you You couldn't go out there. You had to go out on like... Like, 7.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, like, during finals to get on the water by yourself. (laughs) Uh, And so I I just see how many new faces are in the sport, which is great. It's fantastic. But I just, I I knew that the water was going to be full. So I kind of use that as my excuse, like, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to give it a few months to go fishing again. That way I can find some water on my own. And then, I don't know. I guess I just burnt myself out. I I didn't feel like going fishing because I've fished. Man, I fished like five times a week for I don't know how many years because yeah. I was obsessed with it. And then and working catch, and working in it. I mean, you were twenty four well, hours. That's all I, I did. I can feel like as someone who's worked in a fishing store full time, I can understand the like the kind of like I never truly burned out, but I can understand the feeling of like everything is fishing. All everything the time. is fishing all the time. Yeah, I mean, I would I would go to work, which was fun. I loved it. I was there for a long time. I I enjoyed working there, but it was you go to work. Talk fishing all day long, go home, stress out about tying a fly for Instagram, go to sleep, wake up and do it again. And then maybe every now and then find some time to go fishing because I, like I said before, I was more a fly tire than anything. Uh, yeah, it was it was just kind of nice to get away for a little while. And then once you catch the same bluegill over a thousand times, <laughs> it kind of gets old, you know, but uh, yeah. I mean, we did literally in that in that time from when I started and working with you. I mean, that's that's how the mentality was. There was a, a small group of guys in the fishing department and, and fly fishing department that's like, die come hard. over, yeah, die hard, come over, talk about some stuff, and you know, and and sharing ideas or or saying, okay, hey, do this or or learn that, um, and yeah, I mean, the, and that's when I start when I started over there is because I just graduated college, I had extra time to, you know, to work, wasn't married, didn't have a kid yet. And I f- wanted to learn something new, ran into fly fishing. It was like, oh, they got a part-time job in the fly shop. What better way to learn 
than being in the shop, watching videos, reading magazines on a Thursday night when no one's no one's coming in and it's dead. Um, you know, to be able to start that, but at that time that there wasn't Instagram, there there wasn't really a social media platform it was a big deal. There were some forums out there that people were involved in, but you know, I I never I felt like in in the start of my stuff, I never had that option to post cool flies or post a, a cool fishing trip because it just didn't exist. And that was more on your coming up, you know, and, and getting into it and, and seeing it. And that's what, that's what kind of bummed me out a little bit is because a lot of the younger kids that not kids, but younger group that would come into the, the shop or even started working the shop would always ask me like, well, do you even fly fish? They've been working there for 13, 14 years. And because I don't have a, a, a handle on Instagram, like I don't have any clout of all the knowledge I have in tying and fly fishing. And so I, to me, I think that's like one of the worst things with social media is that there's a lot of people that get really looking at people that have this kind of not necessarily a fake following, but kind of a smoke screen, if you will. Like the reality of fishing. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. Okay. They got some cool pictures. They got that one fish, and they take 30 pictures of that same fish, and they post it on the, the rest of the week. They change shirts every other picture. <laughs> change shirts every other <laughs> I picture. I know a guy. Right? Or they, or they tuck their hand in, and they really, throw it, they really throw it out to the front. Um, and and it, I think it takes away from a lot of the guys that are the OGs that are really knowledgeable, but the younger groups are coming in. It's like, well, what's your, what's your Instagram handle? You don't have one? Oh, well, then you're not, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's far from the case. So do you think you would have burned out without Instagram? No, probably not. Really? Not you think that was, that was, oh yeah, not near as fast. And I'm not joking. I would wake up and as soon as I opened my eyes, I started thinking, what am I going to tie today? Because I had to post a picture Monday through Thursday at 6 p.m. every day. And I had to know. It, like it, you knew you had a schedule that you knew yeah, you had to follow. Yeah, because I wanted to like, quote, make a name for myself or something, which, you know, you start to think about it. It's like, why? Well, you did good. You got a lot of free stuff. It was hard when you like True. got some free stuff and it's like. Why do I want to stop this, man? I'm getting some cool stuff. Yeah, but wait, you were getting swag. free stuff. Swag. We don't have to talk about that. I'm getting some <laughs> swag. Uh, no, I, I don't know. It just, I, I feel like I turned it into a job because I thought I was going to go. And a lot of people have gone places like Matt Bennett with his lunch money or Chase, Fish Chase Flies. Yeah. Those guys have, they've definitely gone somewhere. But the, the difference is, I was tying essentially, and I, I don't even want to say it this way but it's obvious i was tying just to show off my skill whereas they came up with a pattern you know and yeah. they made their name from that pattern uh like the lunch money yeah you know I, I don't have that i was just tying to say hey look look what i can do look how cool i but, am but even then i mean that this is the thing where i struggle with too and, and nothing to take away from those guys but there's a lot of flies out there that have little nuance changes or stuff that's been out for a while and they kind of redecorated a little bit and and then you know because it's on social media it takes off there but if you've been around the game for a while you realize that oh well that pattern is just a knockoff of a larry dogberg pattern which is probably a knockoff of something else but there's just there's just that much of um i wouldn't i'm not saying like necessarily like idea stealing but with with instagram you could go down that that rabbit hole of all these ideas and go well that looks cool and then Put flash on it and call it something different. Was it exactly. Hutchinson and Kevin Hutchinson said something like that? <laughs> put flash on it and comes something else. Yeah. Or even Bannon, I thought. Said, I thought one of the guys you yeah, guys rubber you legs know. or something. Yeah, put rubber legs and call it. Don't show me it because then I'll put go put rubber legs or flash and call it something completely different. <laughs> yeah. And with Instagram, I feel like that's that's kind of where this stuff is going. What Zach? What do you think? What caught you in that trap? 
Uh, as far as what goes. As far as like the the Instagram, like where you felt like as soon as you opened your eyes, you had to post something. What do you feel mm. like? Was there? Do you, you might not be able to point to a specific moment, but is there something like? Other maybe people like maybe like, like expecting this is, that, or, or maybe like this is a like advice or like a cautionary tale to other people listening about social media. Like, what do you feel like? I don't think it was an issue. I think you just literally fell in love with the thing, yeah. and you wanted to show off, and you were yeah. doing cool stuff, and it was just it overtook your life. Yeah, I mean, okay. So at the time when I first got really big into it, I had my friend that taught me everything. Again, great guy. Then I had Gabe. That was it. You know, those were the only guys I had to show my stuff off to or to be like to talk about fly fishing or fly tying with. So I guess I started Instagram, started posting pictures. Um, because that was a thing. Like that had just like Instagram yeah. was a th- was, was running off, especially was, in the fly yes. fishing community. It was, yeah, yeah when it was general. first starting to take off, I guess, is when I started posting. Dude, I mean, stuff. we're talking about stuff from like eight years ago. That's yeah. the thing. Like this is. I'll tell you right now. Let's see. Yeah, we're 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 talking stuff because I mean I worked there fourteen and you were right right behind me. I don't even know when I started, dude. Yeah, honestly, so. it's been a long time. Because I can even I understand that pressure of like, okay, we have this podcast, we need to promote it so more people listen to it. But we that means we have to post every day, and I'm like, but also dude, I hate social media. I also like I honestly like my personal page. I have not posted in. Yeah, over I don't think you posted anything in there in ever for like yeah, oh, at least a year. At least over a year. Well, like the last said, thing I posted was McKenna's baptism. Yeah. Um, but like for Honey Hole, I'm doing the posting and it's just like I'm not a huge fan of it, but at the same time I understand it's like a, if we want the yeah. podcast to grow, which we want, we want more people to listen. Yeah. Social it's a necessary media evil is that like you have a, to do. it's like a necessary evil. Yeah. yeah. Or I could pay for advertising, but we don't we ain't got money for that. Like I said, when 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 Zach was coming in and, and asking and, and questions, like you could see, you could look at someone and go like, dude, this guy's like, and cause again, I remember being like that. Like just, I mean, why would I get a part-time job on a fly shop? If I didn't really want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and falling in love with it and see like asking like the specific questions he was asking certain things he was coming back with. Like you just knew like, yeah, dude, like you're just soaking it up. And and I I remember feeling the same way. Like you're doing it, you're working in a shop. It's just at one point you're like, okay, I'm not. I don't want to do it anymore. Like it's not that I don't want to do it anymore. It's just like I got other stuff going on. Like I'm just here for using it a discount to do to buy my duck hunting stuff. Yeah. Like it's not. I'm not even. You know. Yeah, I'm working in a fly shop. But I'm not buying anything fly We're shop fine. related. You know, another thing that kind of goes along with kind of what you were just saying, to where you get to a point where you just, I just didn't really want to do it anymore, is because I was tying all these. I mean, I think they're really cool flies, you know, different patterns with various colors. And it's like, what am I going to do with all of these? I keep <laughs> buying all these materials and tying all these flies. I've got like hundreds of streamers at home that are just sitting in boxes that don't get fished. I was like, man, this is a waste of money. I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not fishing with them. Yeah. Even yeah. if I was fishing as much as I was, I still have more flies than I know what to do with. Yeah. You know? There's just a point where you're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fish what I got. Yeah. So you took a break for a long time. For a, a good about two years. For about two years. Yeah, since the beginning of COVID. And then, so what has, like, brought you back in? Because you mentioned you just, a couple weeks ago, you went out to the river, then you went to the coast. And now and we're talking about going and getting round rock donuts and you, fishing. Yeah. Rushy Creek, Rushy Creek. Yeah. Then you, uh, you know, you said you tied a couple of flies. Yeah, And so, like, what has brought Tom Brady, the Tom Brady of fly time, out of <laughs> retirement? Out of retirement. Come on now. You too much credit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. You know, I just... 
Honestly, do you miss it? No, not at all. Like I tied, I tied some flies for the coast because I went to the coast a couple weeks ago. Whatever, yeah. I didn't catch anything. But but when you were at the coast, you didn't have like man, I've really missed being out on the water. And oh, I missed the coast, hundred percent. Yeah, okay. so you yeah, missed fishing. You didn't miss time. It, it, I think yeah, I think it's the areas of fishing though too. Like I am just like. We were talking about Brushy Creek. Like, yeah. I'm pumped. I've never been to Brushy Creek. Yeah, I haven't either. That'll be a lot of fun. I Whenever got a fold out, that happens. A little fold-out thing. Check where you go. You got to go north, yeah. north of that. Well, I got the, I got the uh, map from the, uh, Living the, Waters. The poopy place. Yeah, don't don't fish in the poop water. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're uh, I don't know, maybe but, maybe there's better fishing in that poop water. We'll see. <laughs> but like, catch catfish. <laughs> no, but, but Zach, I, I see what you're saying. It's just like... Fishing for trout in the quad is just like, okay, I've done it already. It's so my, my like, wife gives yeah. me a hard time and she says like, well, you're, you, your hobby is, is picking up hobbies. And I feel like... <laughs> yeah, I yeah, right? yeah, Kendall tells me that. It's, so it's like, and even now, again, towards the last couple of years at Bass Pro, the new hires would come in and they'd walk in there thinking they're all, you know... Hot stuff. Hot stuff. And start sitting down and tying, and you know sometimes I don't hold my I don't hold my comments, it's and a like blessing. you it know, really <laughs> it's like you just pat the kid on the back, and you're like, oh, that's cool, that's cute, that's cute, good, that's just, cute. yeah, great, that's great cute. job. Why don't you uh, you know, why don't you go back to the fishing department? Like, just let the big kids there, hang out. There was here. a guy that started tying, and he's stoked about it, right? And he's good, and I won't say his name. He'll know if he hears this, he'll know I'm talking about him, but I'm not gonna say his name. But he was pumped about this lunch money that I tie. Everybody that gets into tying seems like they love to tie lunch money. I was one of them because it's yeah. you know it's a hugely popular fly, great fly. He's like, check this out. Look at this fly. Look at this lunch money. I was like, yeah, that's. It's does it have mange? The hair is just like coming <laughs> up. So you got to tighten those thread wraps. Really. It's pretty bad. Yeah, these. It's anyway. It's, sorry. It's, side no, note. no, you're right. But it's just like this this like Instagram mentality of like, well, I've got you know. 600 followers and I, you know, I know what I'm talking about because I'm doing this. And I'm like, well, it ruins you half of mentally. your, when you really look at it, half of your followers are all random chicks from India that are probably trying to steal your information anyway. <laughs> They're real. <laughs> They're real to me. They're real. They really do want to meet up every single day. You're going to help me with my Bitcoin uh, to get it. But no, but you, you'd see that a lot, like especially working in a big box store like that. Like, you know, you, you have guys that got hired and they, they their stuff don't stink and and they come in and you're just like, okay, cool. And you, you hate to knock them down a peg, but it's just, again, I feel like the mentality now is how many Instagram followers do you have? And, be, and because of that number of Instagram followers, you are now a better fly fisherman than someone who doesn't have an Instagram, which is far from the truth. Right. But that's, that is the society we're currently living in. And it, it's, a, it's about... Like, I always kind of joked when I would talk about it, like, I am I have Zach, and I have Zach Harris Fly, two completely yeah. different people. Like, what you see on Instagram, well, it's not me, man. That's a that's a character, almost, you know? Manufactured. Like it manufactured. Super good at tying, and I catch a fish once a year, every time I go, once a year. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know, I didn't like it anymore. It's yeah. just, it's not, it's not cool being fake. Right? Like, I didn't, I don't know, social media is done for me. Out. Well, you hardly watch TV now and movies, so. 
Yeah, I'm I know. sure this was pretty easy to let go of. <laughs> I... did, did you replace that hobby with something else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Talk to us about it. I I don't know. Cheap booze and fast women. Here we go. <laughs> I, just, I just started replying to those messages on Instagram. <laughs> uh, now he owns NFTs and a bunch of Bitcoin. Yeah, did you get rich on Bitcoin now? <laughs> yeah, until yesterday. <laughs> uh, no, I started playing Super Smash Brothers like a lot. Nice. Like a ridiculous No amount. way. Yeah. <laughs> the new one or Brawl? The new one, okay. Ultimate, on yeah, the Switch. Yeah, yeah. Like tournaments. I played tournaments Dude, and stuff. Dude, no way. <laughs> Man. That's awesome. I mean, it was just, it was like perfect timing. I didn't, I stopped fishing and fly tying and COVID happened, so you couldn't really go do anything. So I was just playing to, Smash. So I just started playing <laughs> Smash and like, I literally clocked thousands of so hours. So who do you mean? Uh, DK or Joker. Really? Sometimes Pikachu. Okay. <laughs> okay. For the ladies. Okay. I've been playing a lot of DK lately. He's a lot of fun. But Joker is the uh, the guy from, from Persona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Super Smash Bros. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll play some Smash. I'm awful. Like, I'm just so bad at oh, it. Oh, I almost brought my Switch tonight. <laughs> I almost brought mine too. I don't know why. I almost put it in my car. I was like, yeah, I don't need to bring it tonight. <laughs> I knew we playing games while dude, doing the thing. Dude. Yeah. talking. Like, what do you got? Hey, man. <laughs> no. You should have done that because I have that, like, mini Switch. We're going to have yeah, a, dude, a yeah. honey hole tournament yeah. for Smash, Smash Bros. Hey, that could be a thing. That yeah. could be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can be a thing. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, awesome. Oh, Super Smash Bros. Man, That's I collect. Cool. I started collecting old video games too. Oh yeah, yeah. What's your uh, prize? My prize um, right now is probably I've got all the Darkstalkers games. Mm. I don't know if you guys know what those are. No idea. They are essentially Street Fighter, but with like horror characters. Oh, okay. Like vampires and Frankenstein. And yeah, all that. but it's. Old video games are tough because I know there's so many, and the ones that are actually mm-hmm. worth anything are the ones that nobody's heard about mm-hmm. because they exactly. only made a few of them. Exactly. Yep. But I've got got some cool ones. What's, your, some, what's your favorite video game? My favorite video, Legend of Zelda. All the time. Oh, which one? Um, uh, I don't know. That's I like hard. Breath, I like. I actually like Breath of the Wild a yeah, lot. I like Breath of the Wild a lot. I've. I think I put like 400 hours into that oh, game. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Link's Awakening is good. Link's, Link's Awakening is probably one of the best ones for sure. And also for me, like the first one I ever played was like Oracle of Seasons. So not even the NES the Game Boy, The Game Boy Color. The Game Boy Color one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the Game Boy Color. Yeah, because like by the time I was yeah, actually able to – like I played yeah. Pokemon in like late 90s, but by the time I was actually able to like – Zelda, there's a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. So I think Oracle of Seasons was the first one I played, like 2001, 2002. Slightly off topic. If anybody called my phone, like if you called my phone right now, any Pokemon players that used to listen to this or that used to play those games would have immediately like flashback. Somebody call him. Somebody call him right call now. Right now. Call me. Landon, while you're calling him, what was your favorite video game? Growing up now. I hope my ringtone's on. Otherwise... Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the battle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> immediately so have my my Vietnam moment when that goes. I'm like, oh man, not another <laughs> one. <laughs> that <laughs> back. Oh dang. Wait, wait. So, what was your favorite video game? Uh, Landon, call yours. Did you call yours? What was yours? My all-time favorite video game, growing up, Rainbow Six. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Vegas. Okay. Nice. I put so many hours in that game, mm. playing Search and Destroy. On the casino, they had three levels, and you had to like go to the basement. And, yeah. and what console was this on? This would have been on uh, Xbox. Xbox, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I started on a Super Nintendo. 
I have my, I, my first console. I, and was, I love playing like Pokemon growing up. Yeah. Like that's a big one. And then a recent game, Red Dead Redemption. I'll go. Okay. I'll give first you guys or three. second? The second. Like yeah. the newest one that's yeah, yeah, come yeah. out. So good. Shadow of Colossus might be up there for me. Okay. That was a good game. What about Elden Ring? Elden Ring, fantastic. Ooh, yeah. I didn't oh, beat it, it though. Yeah. You beat it. I didn't. I oh, got I it. haven't beat it. I'm stuck on the last guy. <laughs> I, I beat it twice. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> Will you Dude. help me? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do you play on? We play on Xbox. Uh, what do you play on? PS5. Uh, I can't find a PS5. I'm gonna. There's a trick. There's a trick. Help me find one after this. <laughs> There's a trick. I'll, I'll tell you. And it, yeah, it, save I, it. Don't share it with anybody. Don't share it. No, I won't oh, share it with fight everybody who's It, it works, it. though. It works. I'll, I'll show you how it Well, this one. is going to come out in two weeks, so if you get a no, two-week no, start. No, no, It's still I'll, bad. I don't got that money in two weeks. With, I got to wait. With this trick, I was literally, I didn't order it. I was able to walk into a store and walk out with one. Really? Yeah. With this trick. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah I need to. TikTok Because I was PS4, and out of the new consoles, I was only able to get a Series X. Hi, sir. Do you have a PS5? No, we don't. That's okay. He doesn't know I know this trick. <laughs> <laughs> the password. Yeah, the password. The <laughs> trick is you walk in dressed like a pirate <laughs> with a real sword. Your parents say, give me a yeah. PS5. You get a PS5 and a 12-pack of donuts. <laughs> I had, I want to say I had like two games, for sure three, that I really liked. In you know, of course, yeah, the nostalgia one when I got in an ES, but like in college uh, was when I was first introduced to Counter Strike, and we mm-hmm. all had it on our computers. So we all like in the dorm had our doors open. You could just shoot a guy and hear like in the far in the far end of the hallway, like ah, oh, dang it, yeah. you know. And, oh, in college we yeah. have like open doors, yeah, like two K. Exactly. Yeah, we have like two exactly. K tournaments. So, yeah, I play Counter Strike. Yeah, in so so yeah, so one. for for us like it was it was Counter Strike, and then I want to say like my my junior year. Um, we had we had a, a, a townhouse, and so we had two rooms. Um, there was four of us that lived in there, and one of the guys had this like small TV, like literally like maybe uh, twelve inch across. But we we hooked it up to one of those like Walmart big stereos for like two hundred bucks. We had the speakers out around the room, so in the room we had the small ass TV, and then surround sound. And we were playing Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. And to this day, I feel like that by far, like that genre of game with the soundtrack, with the cutscenes, everything. Was that the Hideo Kojima? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, how can you not like any of his, of his stuff? But that particular uh, game and that particular soundtrack for the game of Snake Eater. Dude, out of this world, great. dude! Out, just um, just everything together. And then when I graduated college, my wife, when she graduated, she bought a Maltese. I bought like a forty-inch flat-screen TV that came with like a PS3, I think, mm-hmm. or one of those, to play Guns of the Patriots. Which that again, those cutscenes, the storyline, like everything was just yeah. awesome. Are you into horror games? I've played a few. Yeah. 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 So like, you like you go have any go tos? Um, I mean, honestly, for just like an, something easy to get your hands on, like Resident Evil games are pretty good. Yeah, that's true. I like them. Uh, Did you play Village? Yeah, I thought Village was out of all of them were pretty cool to play. I loved Village. That was the most recent one. It was kind of like a four remake, even though they are they're remaking four now, mm-hmm. but it's it's similar. Village I thought was fantastic. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as scary as some of the other ones but it was okay there's oh man there's one like creepy doll baby scene that's like that's like oh yeah so yeah. i recently played and completed uh, a game you ever heard of rule of rose 
So Rule of Rose, if you look up like sales on them right now is ridiculous because they were they were like banned in so many countries or it was banned in so many Dang. countries because of questionable like <laughs> very questionable things um, like I don't even want to say it because I just feel dirty saying it. <laughs> I'll let you guys look into that but anyway it's like a it's like a $600 game what? and up um, that game was creepy what platform I played it on the PlayStation 2 I don't I okay. think that's all it comes on i don't know i though. feel like i've heard of this game now that you're Dude, saying it's it. like so essentially what it is it's an orphanage but it's like it's it's really uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah all cool. right yeah it's in it like i played it as uh because of a suggestion from a friend okay um and they were like yeah you should play this it's really creepy i was like oh, okay knowing nothing about it and like an hour in i was like this is really messed up <laughs> like this is Kind of gross, oh, like man. uncomfortable. Yeah, look look into it. You so know. here's a good question. You'll then. see why it was banned. Rule Knowing that you've gone bourbon hunting with me, do you think it's easier to find an allocated bourbon or a PS5? Probably the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> no, the PS5. I promise. I promise when I show you guys. Okay. I All right. Because I, I really do. <laughs> I promise. So yeah. basically what you're going to do is you're going to hand the guy an extra 20 bucks. <laughs> Hey, no, it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than that. Do I have to go to the back? <laughs> no, 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 behind the counter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, easy to get one. I'll show you. Okay, cool. I'll show you. So let's move back to fly fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just starting to have a little fun. Here. <laughs> <laughs> a video game podcast. So you retired for uh, and played Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, are you happy to be back now fishing more? I I can tell you, um, I I can tell you I I'm excited to like fish again with people that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I, I I can't say I'm super excited to tie flies just because I've got enough flies to last me the rest of my life. Yeah. But if I need some, I'll yeah. tie them. Um, but I can honestly say it's not going to take over my life like it did before. Yeah, mm. just because I just. I've done it. It's I've still done with social media. Like you're not going up. Not going or, back. Yeah. Not going I don't back. Blame not you. for fishing anyway. I might have a personal account or something, yeah. which doesn't exist at the moment. So, but um, yeah, it's not going to be the same. I burnt myself out. So anybody listening out there, don't overdo it. Don't turn it into a job. Otherwise, you're spending a lot of money on stuff that's going to sit in a sportsman's tote in a closet. Yeah. For, say, for, <laughs> for our yeah. listeners in India. Your 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 buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, your followers. Well, how many times have time. we talked to people where social media is an issue? Dude. Nobody's ever been like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have social media. Well, but Landon, you said it. It's a it's necessary just, evil. I mean, if you have like, your own business, if you have your own business, you you, you, you got to sell. Well, there's, the there's no way for people get. to find us. If, if I could afford to pay me. someone to do like all the social media for this podcast, I would not touch it with a 10-foot pole. I'd be like, here, do our social and media. And delete everything. Do our, do do our so, do our social media. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to do it. But it's necessary because I want more people. I want our podcast to grow, more people to listen because I think we talk about important things and bring awareness to important issues, conservation, whatever. It's and we just ha- we have a good time, and I hope that our podcast we call it Honey Hole Hangout, hoping that everyone that's listening is hanging out yeah. with us, and I hope that that brings joy to their life. And I feel like social media has to be a part of that to expose more people to it. But I don't like doing it. And you guys will notice you like you go look at our. So to me, it's like one, two, maybe three posts a week just because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to post today. I don't want to deal with it. It's it's a double-edged sword because there's there's a number of people I follow that I don't want them to stop. They have some cool stuff. They do some cool stuff. You learn some cool stuff. 
Um, you know who ties some really awesome flies? Really awesome. Who? Fly fishing the Ozarks. Brian Wise. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, for I sure. Could. He's good. Smitherman uh, is another one that's pretty good. Um, uh, Drone Lee. Drone Lee. Drone Lee. South. Sound. No. Sound Tao. Yeah. Sound Tao. You know, I won a giveaway from Sound Tao a few years ago. Did you? Yeah. We got a Sims pack or something. Got a Sims backpack. A Sims. Uh, Slightly sling. used. I got a fish pond waste pack. No bunch way. of dry flies. Yeah, that's cool. I've got I think I got like three SA lines. No joke. Yeah. Have you guys ever won an Instagram competition? No. Yeah, I just told you Give about away. it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ooh, dang. Oh, dang. Oh. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I miss you. Honestly, I miss you. I miss the punches being yeah. thrown. Have you guys ever won a social media competition? No. No, because you guys, by the the thing is, is, you guys always throw my name first. By the time I have a chance to look at it, I'm like, well, you guys already put my name in. I That's can't, true. like. Yeah, you can't put your own I name in. You can't again. put, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, you know, DM'd a dude about a free $1,000, but. I, I get those DMs back. all the time. Yeah. I haven't heard anything they're, back yet. But though. they're not in English. <laughs> they're never <laughs> in English. Not in English. <laughs> I want a Rod Vault on an Instagram competition. That's right. Yeah. You did. Yeah. yeah. Where's yeah. it now? So they really do. It's in my well, garage. Okay, okay so, so here's the question. Are they used stuff that those Instagrammers have gotten? Okay. No, mine, was, mine, was, mine was new, okay. brand new. Okay, so not going to lie. There were split shot in that Sims sling. Found split shot, and I'm missing <laughs> one of the straps. But <laughs> I'm not but a I sling guy. Anyway, <laughs> the Sims backpack was worth it all in itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will never use a double tapered three-way line. I should... We'll never say never. I full disclosure. When we go, I am your own nymphing now. That's <laughs> he's only catching catfish. Only catching catfish. <laughs> you want? Do you want to? I'm going after a state record catfish on a fl- on a fly line because and Brush your Creek. It might not be bad. I know. I'm gonna be you throwing. Could, you back. could definitely get a water body record. See, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm gonna be throwing away like oh, I don't know, another Rio Grande. Get out of here. Serious <laughs> question: Have you ever caught a catfish on a fly line? Answer truthfully. Have yeah. I what? Caught a catfish on a fly round? We've been with him. Yeah. Okay. And multiple in one day. He's only fishing for catfish. Okay. So, you know, at the real recovery retreats, so I've yeah. been throwing, I've been tying more in that stretch no, no. down. What he's been what he's been doing is he has been indoctrinating his participants by Euronymphing, not really teaching them you fly fishing. You don't need fishing. to actually cast. <laughs> you just need to dredge this thing. <laughs> so I've got a I've got a story about fly fishing for catfish. Go ahead. Okay. Shoot. Okay. So we're here for it. That's why you're invited. All right. We're here so, for your stories, man. Working where we worked. Yeah. Had a lot of friends that fished with bass boats, right? That's why I still used to bait cast just to fish tournaments. Anyways, um, one of the other guys had gotten into fly fishing. And so friend with the boat invited other person that got into fly fishing to go out to Dunlap when it had water in it. Did you guys ever fish Dunlap when it had water in it? So from it's just from the bank. Yeah. Yeah. But she saw it, you know, yeah. it was like yeah. a deep river, you yeah. know, like a real river, not a Guadalupe river. Um, anyway, so there's green lights on all these docks and, um, they, they had told a story about one night there were catfish just boiling the top, eating like mayflies or something off the top and they could not get them to eat a fly. And I start, doing my thing and talking smack and saying, come on, that's easy. Like, I gave them such a hard time because they fished for like four hours trying to catch these catfish on top. Couldn't do it. So me and Boat Guy go out there one night. <laughs> boat guy. First cast. Poof, hook one up. Bring it in, catfish. I was like, see how easy that was? Like, I'm talking some serious smack to them, right? Because I probably caught like 15 yeah. of those stupid catfish. 
Couldn't catch anything but catfish for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> completely ruined. <laughs> completely ruined me. We, it was a curse. Went to the river, fishing like rapids for Guadalupe bass, catfish. Every, Every single time. <laughs> yeah. It was it was horrible. So I, I never like target catfish on a fly. Well, you, you and I sometimes in the evenings in clothes would go and, and Y'all cast. fish the bass pro tanks. We'd Fish oh, the there it is. It was coming out eventually. <laughs> now, mind you, we did cut is off the hooks. Is that why you guys both got fired? No. Fired. <laughs> no. You would think that was the case, but no, no, not at all. Uh, but we would cut the hooks off, and I and I know for a fact one of one of the flies that would really work catching one of those big, big Bodie McBoat face bass in there. Have you ever caught a 50-inch redfish on a fly? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. Uh, was on a size two um, uh, red ass uh, dry fly, and you're thinking. I mean, a red ass is is. I mean, usually tied on a sixteen or like you know a twelve as a dry fly pattern. Like tied it on a size two stainless steel hook. I mean, the thing was huge. Threw it in there, let it go. None of the other small bass would do it. And here comes the big boy. Big boy just kind of took his time, kind of looked at it, followed it a little bit, you know, and this thing's like pulsating and moving. I'm like, come on, baby, come on. And he just kind of opened his mouth and moved forward and put his mouth in it. And I hook set that thing. It was awesome. Had it on for about two seconds. You know, it didn't have a hook on it. Right. But, man, it was it was fantastic. But, uh, but yeah. Many of evenings of casting in there to, mm-hmm. you know, throw in just to, 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 to test check your flies. Test Next it. time you walk through there and look up when you walk past the fly shop to see all the leaders hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. From, from really? Yeah. Oh, just yeah. go look. You won't notice them if you're not yeah. looking. But there's yeah. leaders hanging from the ceiling everywhere. Yeah, from like light, light things, light yeah. stuff. You guys would hook the hook the top and then get the cut well, off. We would, or we break would, off. We would like in the evening, like we'd either go to the far section uh, in the hallway and just you know see how far you cast or. Um, trying to see like in in the shop <coughs> casting behind us with a less amount of room, trying to see how far you could get it, you know, past the bridge, yeah, you know, and 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 do all that stuff. So yeah, a lot of fun stuff usually when it closed, yeah, when that when that wow. store closed. But did you, that, I mean, you did the you did the the Saturday and Sunday feedings, yeah, and and then also like the bait the bait test. You guys witnessed my white bass seminar. I think Mike and Lewis were there, and they I don't saw think me. I was there. I'm up there, like teaching about a white, like how to catch white bass, right? And th- but I had already told everybody in the beginning I've never caught a white bass before. <laughs> and then I continue on with the seminar. Mike and Lewis made fun of me for that for a long time because we're like, <laughs> never caught in, in theory, <laughs> in your time at said big. Big uh, big box store. It's already been the name's already been said. I dropped the name already. Yeah, it's not even a big deal. <laughs> Let them go back and find out what that what it, what yeah. box store it was. But what in working there? What was the craziest thing that you saw? Oh man, I saw a lot. I was top there for, three. I was top there for three. Fourteen. Years. I know you were there top just as long as I, just oh, as, long I, as I was. <sighs> and you worked you worked earlier hours sometimes than I did. And I'd you worked full time too. Yeah. so you gotta you gotta have some good stuff. Man, I'm going to think about that. Craziest thing I've seen a Bass Pro is Buck Medley. What's Buck Medley? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, Buck, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Buck Medley is a as a one of the hosts of an outdoors show. Okay. He's very he's a very um what's the word? Not extravagant, but very like he's a very fun person. 
Okay. He's a very fun person, but he's not crazy. Well, some of the things he does is pretty bit. scary. <laughs> but were, were you there at any time uh, when, you know, I know there was one in particular that it made it onto YouTube where they videotaped a guy jumping into the... Dude, I saw that like yeah. 10 times. Yeah, I feel That's like no I saw that deal. more than I wanted to. Yeah, realistically, like those gar in there, if you even touched it with your toe, it would snap it. That's the craziest thing I've there seen. There you go. Here all we right, go. All right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we're doing the fish feedings, and we used to feed them live bluegill. Yeah. Um, and we, like, there was oh, a... Oh, wait, live bluegill. Yeah, live so, bluegill. So the, on the wait, left side... Wait, did you side, ever have, like, PETA come by? No, 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 no. On, the, on the left side... pro shops. It's pro shops. They're asked when they come in the door. Um, <laughs> no, on the, on the back side, uh, by, between the, the tank and... Like, and holding that, rooms. Yeah, we had a holding room with... With like how many how many little tubs were in there? Three tubs, and they were quarantined, so they would start yeah. you know kind of work their way through a quarantine to make sure there was nothing wrong with them before oh, we fed we, them to the aquarium yeah, fish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so and there was like a group of us that worked there for a long time, um, that would do the feedings because you know kind of putting on a, a headset and getting in front of at back then, dude, we'd have like a hundred people. Standing we'd have a lot. Waiting yeah. for you guys to drop some bluegill in the yeah. bucket. Yeah. Seriously, because they, I mean, they'd be on, hey, at two o'clock, because it's fishing. We had and two feedings. We're over the intercoms. Yeah. 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 So the whole store can hear you talking, like wearing one of these things, basically. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And you're walking and in the store, and as, as soon as you walk through the doors, you're going to see Zach standing uh, on, on, on that, that little, little ledge. Yeah, with platform. The, with the yeah. railing. And yeah. it was fun, but there, you know, there was a core group of us that would do it, you know, two or three, because it's nerve-wracking, you know, getting up there. I remember the first time I got up there, I was, like, sweating. Anyways, um, but we got comfortable with the fish because we were up there. We had to do it twice, twice Saturday and Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, and they're fed all the time, but Saturday and Sunday is when we did the little show or whatever. Anyways, we got used to, we were hand feeding, you know, five foot gar and, and 75 pound catfish. They would come up and we would put the bluegill in their mouth. Yeah. Well, the catfish was easy because it's a catfish. <laughs> the gar. Yeah, but they, to, would, they would literally come up and just like, they got used to it. Like, ah. Yeah. The gar, though, <laughs> the gar. You could essentially do it, but you had to time it a little bit better, right? Because it's an alligator gar that's like five feet long, six feet long, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, what you do is it would come up, and you know how a gar surfaces to get air? Uh-huh. Well, it would come up and just stay there, and you would have to just barely drop the bluegill on its nose, and it would smash and splash anybody that's in the front. Like, it was like being at SeaWorld. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, uh-huh. it was... I couldn't time it, but watching these guys do it, like, it was it just was amazing how, like, drop, smash. You know, it's like, if my, ha- my hand would have already been gone. There was... Well, <laughs> here we go. So, <laughs> so one of the guys that would go up there and do this, and we would do it as a pair. I don't think I was... I think I was just watching this time. I don't think I was actually up there doing it. Anyways, he was up there, and he didn't time it quite right. And you see him drop the fish, big splash, hand is in the splash, and then hand is in his pocket. And then you just see blood start to come through his pocket. Oh. He, got, he got nipped. I don't know if he ever told anybody about that. <laughs> <laughs> too embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Never be able to do it again. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, you lose that privilege. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. I guess it's not that crazy. So they don't hand feed. They don't. Feed them bluegill anymore? Not live. Now they're frozen. Oh, that's it's, less exciting. Yeah, it's well, less it, exciting. it was always cool to see, like, if you really looked in that pond, you could see the ones that, that made survived. it. That survived. That oh. made it to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they and they're just, yeah. like, cruising through the rocks. Yeah. They they're could not own. go anywhere. They, they're not, like, what they do they eat? 
<laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> People throwing popcorn in yeah, there. That's true. Bubble gum. Yeah. yeah. Dude. <laughs> just <laughs> the survivors, <laughs> man. I'm, well, I'm, I mean, they had a big sign that said, don't throw don't throw pennies or, cor- or anything. Or is it and everyone's Pro like, fudge? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, anything. I, I've seen cell phones in there. Yeah, dude. Really? Everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does, uh, do people ever like scuba to clean the tank? Yeah. Yeah, every Monday? It. Yeah, every Monday. Yeah, every Monday. There's Super early division. in the morning, though. You'll never see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. One, there's another guy at Fly Fishes that uh, that now is doing that part, I thought. Maybe? Yeah? yeah maybe? Oh, I, I don't, don't know. We'll talk about it later. I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was... I guess that's not super crazy or anything. I just always like that story. I saw that. Yeah, there's that. I mean, and then, of course, you know, people trying to shoplift. Yeah. Shoplift. I mean, there's a couple things you can Google and find, like... Like we had a, I don't know. Am I, can I get in trouble? For no, serious? it's public information. <laughs> I mean, it's no, a YouTube you're video. You're not yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's true. And it, you know, it's you can. You didn't find sign an NDA, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. So a what? You didn't sign an NDA, non-disclosure right? agreement yet. Oh, I don't think so. Not yet. Maybe I don't know. Is there Fourteen <laughs> years. I could have. Like I told thing. you guys earlier, no, no publicity <laughs> is bad publicity, or any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> no, we had uh, at one point <laughs> in time, and you could probably still find the news story. This guy broke in and like repelled down from the ceiling and stole a bunch of optics and stuff. I, I was there that morning. That was pretty crazy. He repelled like, like he got straight on up the roof. James up. Bond cut a hole in the glass, repelled down in. I knew that they really? they busted the window in the marine department. There was that. How did he get in the, the roof on the roof? He climbed up. I don't want to say. I'm not going to say that much. <laughs> yeah, they might. They might. <laughs> yeah. He oceaned eleven up <laughs> <laughs> through the floor. But yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, that was pretty crazy. I was there. That there was a lot of cops. Like a lot of cops. Because I got there at like six. Was there like video footage of it of him doing it? Yeah, like I never him. saw it. It was like confidential. But. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. That's some footage you want to see. There was because yeah. they usually like they fall out of the ceiling yeah. on them and break their back, right. but nothing that's like well, they just drive through the up. front door and not like oh I yeah. fell down. I was gonna say there was another thing I just thought. Well, of. I know there was one where they crashed into oh. the inside, but yeah, no, do you remember what was his name? Tim. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> looks the same. I don't remember. No, no, no. I worked with so many. You like know eight. this story. Okay, you know go this ahead. Story. Shoot. No, no, no. I want you to tell this story. I don't remember. Because you know it better than I do. I need key words. He, he was a fly shop associate. <laughs> don't start. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. All right. I'm not telling I'm this gonna story. This. <laughs> I'm going to talk this. I'm going to tell this About the dam and the dogs and mm-hmm. the girlfriend. Oh, I hate you. Yeah. Okay. Um, my hands clean of this one. <laughs> I, I, one of the <coughs> workers in the fly shop. Great guy. Nice guy. He was a... Oh, I don't even want to say anything. <laughs> we know his name. I went fishing I with him several times. I went fishing with him several times, and I went... Um, <laughs> I went fishing with him several times. I was in his vehicle several times. Um, did you ever go to his house? No, I did not. Apartment? No, I did not. Okay. Um, Probably good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely could. Oh, God. God, I hate you, Free. I forgot about this until you brought it up. So I, I've gone fishing with this guy, and this is this is why my wife now asked for everyone's background information when we go fishing. Um, okay, so I I was at that time I was working like maybe twice a week uh, for sure a weekend. I, again, kid kid wasn't born yet. Uh, I don't think he was even married with my with with my wife yet. Um, so I I go on a Saturday, and I I open Saturday. I usually go to lunch around noon, and I'm out by like six or whatever. And another guy comes in. What do you say? Usually like at 11, right, would come in. 
Yeah. Back then it was back then there was like a there was a lot of people working. Yeah, there was a lot of people working. I think like on a Saturday we had like three as many as three people. This was like this was like 2012. Probably. Yeah, this, this is, was a long yeah, time. This was ago. 2012, uh, 2012 and into 2013 because you can research this stuff. So um, I I'm I'm there and I'm like man you know the Steve's supposed to roll in. I'm not gonna say names. I don't even remember his. Yeah, name. I remember his names. Um, I'm <laughs> names. So, oh, geez. So I'm like, man, this is, you know, it's kind of, well, no, actually it started earlier. I go in, um, I think we open at nine. I get a call at like eight 30 from one of the LP guys. And he's like, Hey, uh, why don't you jump online real quick? Um, I think there's something that's cool uh, on KSAT. You want to go check out? I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, and it's like something about your buddy. I'm like, why is this here with my buddy? You know? I'm like, so I, I go on. And uh, front page of the website, Homeboy is in handcuffs doing the perp walk. I've seen the 2020 episode. It, stop. That's enough. That's no. That's more information <laughs> that we need to give. Hold on. There's oh, okay. So he has been arrested for the murder of his on and on and off again girlfriend. Wait, this ha- is someone you worked with in the flash. Yeah, yeah. Fished with several times. You would never. Be able to tell that this guy was a murderer. Not at all. Uh, he was gen like yeah. I, I meant it when I said he was like a nice yeah. guy. Too. I went fishing with the guy several times. Anyway, so um, so yeah, does the perp walk, and I'm like, holy crap, I don't want to be here. <laughs> and so like I call the manager. I'm like, hey, um, yeah, I, don't, I just want to let you know what's going on. <laughs> uh, we got this. He's supposed to work this afternoon. I don't know if he's going to be in today. Because, <laughs> no. uh, uh, yeah, because he was a no-show the day before, and now we know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what what happened? Do you know the story behind what happened? Oh, uh, yeah, again, I don't want to go into too much detail on it, and I'll tell you offline. But but all I know is as I'm standing outside the flash around 10 o'clock, and he, like, he comes in. I'm like, hey, bro, what's up? It's like, oh. No, nothing, man. Wait, so this is after you've already seen him. The day before, he's doing the perp, perp, rock, perp walk and For murder. made, yeah, and made bail. And, and so the in. next day, you see him. Came yeah. to work. Came to work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, cool, bro. All right, I'm going to lunch, and I don't think I'm coming back. And uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I called him, I called our manager and stuff, and he was like, later I found out he was like literally like looking at the newspaper, and as soon as I called him, something was going on. As he turned the page, there was like a half page article on everything that got on. Uh, for this, so uh, yeah, homeboy ended up getting like forty years, yeah. uh, forty years, um, and it was a it was a whole thing. So I'll tell you more offline. But yeah, that's why the oh. wife is all like, "Who are you going fishing with? Who is this person? Who is Zach and the, Landon? Yeah, who, who is Zach and Landon? <laughs> yeah, I had to get approval. I had to yeah, I had to go uh, uh you know approval. Uh, I guess yeah. prior to that point, he wasn't a murderer. Well, most murderers <laughs> aren't murderers <laughs> until they murder yeah, so you were, I mean, you were fishing with a murderer. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. Because it didn't happen like a year before. Oh, no, it happened had years before. Oh, like three, oh, three or oh, three. Oh, so you were fishing you were with a murderer. Fishing with yeah. murderer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was, you didn't yeah. notice he never blinked once? Never, just never really. Blinked. And I just thought, you know, I just thought he was a cool guy. And um, no. His hand was so steady. Uh, <laughs> moral of the story is don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> and background really check. Not. Background check everybody.
But we'll Moral talk of this more podcast, off background check your fishing buddies. Background, <laughs> background check. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know, if someone, if someone messages you and DMs you about going fishing because now you're an influencer, you know, just kind of look at their uh, profiles yeah. and stuff. Be, who their buddies are. Landon, like, you probably know this. You probably do, too. Maybe you. I don't, I don't know if you've ever worked in a fishing store. Gander Mountain. Okay, then you might know this, too. Maybe. I feel like where we were... Or where you were, it might happen more often. You know how many customers like invited me to go fishing with? Yeah, them? a lot. Yeah, so many All customers all the time. And it was like, how do you? I've only I've only gone fishing with one of them too. I've one g- of them. I've gone fishing with a couple. Yeah, I was always a little yeah. nervous too. I think Orvis is maybe a little bit different. I don't know. I had yeah. we had one guy that always came in. It was funny. I had one guy. I was between jobs. This is back like two thousand nine, and he always came in in a suit. And he came in, and he, I just remember kind of being, not necessarily being a jerk to him, but he'd always come in with these weird questions or hardcore questions. And later I found out he was doing it just to see, like, was I cool? Was I not? He was like, uh, do you know how to tie a bimini twist? I'm like, I don't care, dude. I'm going fishing the guad. Like, why do I care about tying a bit? Like, I told him one day, like, no, man, like, just go on YouTube. Like, I don't, I don't have time no, to learn a bimini twist. I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead, go. I did that at Orvis when they first opened. <laughs> you go test him out? Yeah, I tested. I won't say his name. I'll tell you later, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all me? know him. Right. No. Oh, okay. but, but we've all worked. I was going to say, did you go and test me out? Did you? No. Did you? No, but, but, but me, it happens. You do that. Like, you go yeah. in and you're like, you, you know, hey, what about this? And and you can tell by how they answer to go like okay if I do have a question this guy is gonna know I heard the well, only thing you need is a parachute Adam I was actually <laughs> I was actually ha- taught at the Orvis store in San Antonio I was taught how to catch the native brook trout in the Guadalupe Oh yeah the native mm-hmm. brook trout on the yep. Guadalupe yep. I think I know who it is Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I might have told you this before. but this, but this, these are the things that Off you air. when you're huh yeah, said, yeah. yeah this is the funny thing about when you're in the industry. You meet a lot of other people in the industry, and you know the guys that, you know, hey, are you going up to Austin? Go talk to this guy. You're going up over here? Go talk to this guy. I was really surprised on how the, even though I was just working there part-time, the amount of other people that I always would meet or know or would come in and check out our store, and and then you just, you just you know, you, you hit it off, and then when you go, like, to... Places like you know Sportsman's Warehouse, knowing a lot of the guys that work there, yeah. and, uh, and and chit chatting with them, and you you know you know who you can go and talk to, yeah. you know you, know yeah, who you, you can, can go can and talk to. Of. Well, anyway, that guy that would always come in, who I was like, I don't care about the Bimmy Twist. You know, I ended up we ended up becoming really good friends, and through him, met a lot of my core other fishing buddies outside of this, <laughs> and it's almost like this small little. Really cool group, really cool, close I knit thought fly we fishing. We were group. your only fishing buddy. You don't fish anymore. I fished oh. once a couple weeks ago. That's what I heard. You guys are going fishing, brushing, brushing creek. Yeah, you invited me. I don't know. We just might just you know look into each other's eyes and talk about all of the stuff we've you missed in our a, lives. You might be a murderer week. over donuts. <laughs> over <laughs> donuts. <laughs> we might just be sharing donuts. We might be sharing a donut. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. So let's no, we're gonna make it work. Let's talk about. How? Oh, actually, I was gonna tell you guys a story before Don't I do you. this. Oh, have I told you all the story about the time I got followed in Austin? You don't tell us anything. I feel like that's not an uncommon thing. In <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been followed for six. So, <laughs> so I was going fishing at uh, Bull Creek in Austin. Uh, I was pr- pretty close, but I pulled up my apartment and I had like checked in the rearview mirror, and I noticed. Like a red convertible behind me, like very noticeable vehicle that's like not common. Right? Are you walking or are you? Driving? I'm driving. Okay. So you know, there's probably like 
10 or 11 turns I have to make. And, you know, I'm just kind of driving. At this point, I don't notice. Like, I had noticed it was behind me, but nothing had, like, sparked concern. So I make a couple other turns, and I'm continuing going. And then I'm turning onto a road that, like, not many people go down. And I look back, and I was like, hmm, that car's still behind me. That's kind of weird. Like, it just, like, sparks an interest. And then I'm, like, driving down this road, and there's, like, one or two more turns. And I, like, pull into this park where I'm going to fish, and I notice the red convertible is still behind me. In the park. In the park. I'm like, well, maybe it's just a coincidence that we are going to the same park. Yeah. Uh, No big deal. Whatever. So I get out, and uh, I'm starting to put my fishing gear, and this guy gets out of his car, and he, he walks behind this building where there's a restroom. And I'm, like, putting my gear together, and I look over, and this dude is, like, peeking around the corner (laughs) (laughs) looking at me like staring me down and i was like you to follow him i was like uh and i was like kind of freaked out he when he noticed i was looking at him he like peeked back around and i was like this shit is weird no it was your turn turn to follow him now so <laughs> yeah, you guys were playing a game. They followed you for a little bit. They so, go to the bathroom. We're now in a him. game of pickaboo. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, okay, like the red flags are going off, but I'm like, I kind of want to go fishing. So I'm like, I continue to put my gear together. Like, 15, 20 seconds later, I look back and he's doing the same thing, like peeking around, like looking at me. And when he notices that I'm looking at him, he like ducks behind the corner. And I'm like, what park was this? This was at. Uh, uh, I don't remember the name of the park, but it was uh, Bull Creek. Okay. I feel like that park's known for something. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> and eventually, I'm like, this shit is weird. I throw my gear in the car, and I bounce. Because I was like, definitely like red flags were going off. Like, I'm not going to go fish here. This dude's like, followed me. He's looking at me weird. I don't know what's going on, but I'm out of here. Do you remember when we went to fish the loco? Uh, with hedges. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that sketchy place we we launched the the uh the boat at? Yes. Yeah, and you left me there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that felt like. Because it was like just dark enough to where you it was like six in the morning or something like that. Just dark enough to where you could see like figures, uh-huh. like trees and stuff, but it was you couldn't see detail. And there was like a I don't even know what that was. Well, do you remember the drive to that? That's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like when you're driving in those weird like oh, camps we drove by. It, it, dude, that that crap was yeah. And you left me in the dark by myself <laughs> <laughs> with hey, nothing but, but like five weights. I can't even beat them off. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had to drop off the car. Yeah, yeah we, we had, had to, to drop yeah. the car off. Yeah, we had to run shuttle. Oh. You left me there. <laughs> Can you watch the raft for me, please? Yeah, sure. I didn't think that one through. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> dude, that was scary. I like stayed in the water. So I think we all became like, <laughs> I think we all became really good friends at Real Recovery. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's really how I met. That's why I met yeah. both of you guys. Yeah, because yeah. I, I already knew Zach from the store, and then um, my my office was just down the street. Well, from, we had met a lot. At right, so I would come over and at lunchtime, kill time. and, and had, We had probably met at Orvis before yeah. Real Recovery. Well, that's where we met. That's where I learned about Real Recovery, because I used to go to fly tying night every night. Yeah, it used to be once a week, like on Wednesdays or whatever. And then we go to Real Recovery and hang out for the yeah. weekend. And, and then you guys bond. like talked me into doing the Real Recovery thing. Mm. And then, yeah, that's how you and I got, I guess, close. 
And then that's how you and I got close because it was supposed you, to be the three of us and Landon always had a go. reason he couldn't go. So me and you went up to Real Recovery yeah. a day early. Yeah, and fished. And we, and we floated, yeah, the quad. And I missed, I lost half my paddle or something like that. <laughs> that's right. And you caught a white bass. Like the world's smallest white yeah. bass, <laughs> super high in the upper yeah. quads. It was weird. So weird. Super weird. I still have that picture. I do. Because well. <laughs> like, it was so weird. We'll Please to, put that on the. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to yeah. post that picture. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, awesome. We've man. talked to Zach. We've talked Zach too. We've talked a lot about. <laughs> you must be recovery. talking to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've talked about a lot about real recovery on the yes. show. But what has real recovery meant to you? I don't know what noise that was. That was kind of <laughs> weird. Um, real recovery, you know, that that's a hard question to answer, man. I, uh, it opens your eyes, I guess. Like, it, to, to all the things you could possibly be taking for granted. And, you know, you're... That your troubles aren't so big. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess that's what it's done for me. Um, but it's really nice just going out there and, and doing everything I can to help these guys kind of like, I don't want to say forget cause that's not possible, but just to be a part of their, like their process, you know, mm-hmm. to try to help them, even if it's only for five minutes, like it just, I, I can't explain it. It hits different, you know, it's, I haven't done it in a few years, you know, COVID kind of screwed that up for, for everybody for a little while. Um. I remember the first time I did real recovery. I like drove all the way home with the radio off. Yeah. Afterward, because you, you just you don't see that that final like meat coming, and when it hits you, it's like holy shit! You know, this is. Yeah. There's something about that closing ceremony that really like brings everything home. It hits you. It hits you hard. This whole time, were there like at least the buddies where they're like drinking and fishing and you know having a party, and then at the end, it's like, boom! You know, it just it hits you hard, and yeah. then. Drove home with the radio off all the way, and it's like an hour and a, maybe hour and a half, depending on where I go, which way I go. Uh, went home, and I think I like went to sleep. Like it, I can't explain it. it. It there's words can't do it. It it hits you hard. It makes you realize mm-hmm. not everything's not everything is as bad as it seems, and it, it feels good to be able to be a part of it. I'll say that. Yeah. Um. I wish I can come up with a better way to explain no, dude, it to you guys, great. but it's, it's tough. It's I tough can definitely to get the visual of like driving home without the radio yeah. on. Yeah. It, You're just processing what you experience, yeah. and like you said, like it's fun for the fishing buddies because we we all sleep at the same house. Yeah, we're guides essentially. We're yeah, guides. Yeah. We get to hang we're, out, and right, we're so kind of party. It's usually like I mean, we're cutting up like this, like we've been doing this whole show yeah. at Real Recovery Tree, talking crap, and you know, Gabe's talking about how he's a better fly tire. Zach's talking about he has they. Get into a fist fist fight, and we're yeah. all, you yeah. know, egging it on. Yeah, egging it on, egging it on. Yeah, and <laughs> we're just having a good time. But then when that closing ceremonies hits, yeah, it, and it, you know, it, it, because we don't get to experience like the whole pro. We're part of their process for the retreat, but we miss out on a lot of their process of like healing through courageous <clears> conversations. <throat> yeah. And I think that closing ceremonies, yeah is that point for us to realize. You don't realize how... You understand it means a lot to them, but you really see it at those closing ceremonies. Mm -hmm. You really... You you know, there's been a couple of times where, you know, the guy I knew had fun, but when it really came down to the the closing ceremonies, you realized, like, it it was such a meaningful, meaningful weekend 
um, you know, for them more than you thought it was. Like, he's yeah. like, hey, man, that was a good weekend. It's as simple as we we go and catch bluegill all the time, no problem. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just another day for us, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you go with those guys that have probably never done it before. Yeah. And then, like Gabe is saying, you just don't realize what you're doing for them. I mean, we've it's always like we've had such a good weekend, and then, like, you you it's not like you didn't know, but you kind of forget for a second, like, you know, I had a good weekend, and I would have, you know, we caught fish, we did great. I enjoyed having this guy as as a, as a you know as a to help as a fishing buddy, and and then it just you're really feeling how much more it meant. You're feeling that, and uh, it's just hard to take away for sure, for sure. No, that's a that's a tough tough question to answer. And that's why we're trying to get you back back into fishing, so we can get you back over there. Oh, he he refilled out the application. He didn't even have good. to. He's back in the game, baby. Yeah. Back in the Ooh, game. We're back at the retreat. Now Zach is back at the retreat. Just all I got to do is fish once every six months. That's all I got to do. That's all I got to do. Keep everybody <laughs> happy. <laughs> we'll need some oh. of your flies for the boxes. You're going to have them all. I don't use them. There you yeah. go. There we go. I almost brought some. I should Actually, have. what you should do is you, you should put some of those in, sh- in, not necessarily a shadow box, but one of those like frames. And sell it to you? Yeah, dude, we I can au- auction them off, man. Sell like, it to you specifically. Donate three of them. I can t- I'm fine. I can tie my own stuff. I'll, give you, you I'll sell you one for each room in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thank you very much. <laughs> if I've got one for me, i just put it in the bathroom. <laughs> That's perfect. I've got a jar of those that didn't make the <laughs> cut. You can put those in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sign. This is where shit goes. The burn. <laughs> 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 and I think we're going to end on that. <laughs> All right. Zach, dude, thanks for coming on. This yeah. has been a long time coming. It's been fun. Yeah, dude. Cool. Miss you, brother. Yeah. We miss I'm hanging out. Sitting right here. Well, don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> don't retire to. again, please. I have to. And now you're, and you're like the QB. Like I you're like you're like I said, you're Tom Brady, man. I have to go home and get ready for Brushy Creek. So. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna probably spend another hour here talking about all the stuff we couldn't really say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here once oh, we end here. Man. Thanks, guys. This is cool. Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week. You're welcome.